What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active. And that's you. On this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We on holiday hours. I got money. Yes, indeed. Happy July 4th, Independence Day. All right, 1776 here in America. All right, Juneteenth, we just celebrated Independence Day number two prior to Independence Day number one. But we're back in here to celebrate the independence of America. Or you guys are going to a picnic, all right, to pick a nick. All right, that sounds like some Mississippi stuff. Picnic sounds like a Mississippi word. All right, they be like, uh, what you doing out here, boy? You look like the perfect person to invite. To a picnic. All right, here we go. Y'all gonna be out here picnicking. All right. <laughs> they be like, yeehaw, time to picnic. All right. That's like the words you didn't want to hear, like in 18, you know, 77. You know, you was just sitting around chilling. You know what I mean? Listening to the early days of the blues, 1920. And it was like, uh, you look like the perfect person to invite to a picnic. Here we go. All right, here we go. Picnic. Oh, my goodness. I'm out of here. Here we go. <laughs> you lost, boy. What you doing out here, boy? Time to have a picnic. <laughs> they invited me to a picnic. Anyway, man, shout out to you brothers having a picnic. You don't even know what the word means. It probably means something like that. All right, anyway. Uh be careful out there. Uh, don't drink and drive. Uh, don't pop off fireworks. You know what I mean? Don't pop off fireworks that you don't know how to operate. We already having hood fireworks out here. <laughs> All right. So anyway, man, this is going to be a great day. Great show. The, the marriage the marriage conversation seems to never be ending. And I'm going to tell you why the conversation is never ending. We got a couple of great videos. Uh, the submission conversation is coming up again. Uh, you got to leave it up to the community to keep uh, coming back to square one, all right? You guys can't even get marriage and relationships and uh, parenthood right out of the blocks. You know what I mean? Y'all guys standing in the blocks, boom, the gun sounds off, y'all still in the blocks. I mean, the community is literally 30 to 40 years behind the rest of the, the, the progressive world. And uh, people are stuck. We're gonna get you unstuck here, all right? Of why people can't get out of this conversation. Look, marriage is dead. All right. For most people, for the most people out here, I know people are still getting married. I see people in relationships, but for the most part, it's dead. It's a dead institution. We didn't kill it. Chivalry's dead. All right. Romance is pretty much dead. There's no magic behind anything any, anymore. Um, if you're in a romantic coupledom, every time you rolled out the romance, it's kind of like some corny, cheesy thing that the, the man tries to do in order to please and placate the woman. She's like, oh, dear, this is fantastic. All right. Oh, dear, this is great. Oh, the rose petals. Thanks. Oh, that's very romantic. Very corny, but very romantic. It's never as it never gets the reaction that you would think it gets you. And so since dating's dead, uh, marriage is a dying institution. It's on life support. It's an emergency. All right. Uh, people are still stuck having this conversation, circular conversation, but but what they're not doing is making corrective steps to make it right. 
All right. And so this is what I'm identifying. You can have this conversation back and forth where the women should submit, where the women should placate to their husbands, where the women should be progressive and focus on their careers. So I can focus on my career. All right. And you can make that work, whether the marry a college educated woman, a smart woman or a dumb, uneducated woman who doesn't have any degrees. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Uh, but but the, the reality is, it, unless you realize why we got to this situation, all these uh, conversations are pointless. Look, what does a man gain from marriage? We have a beautiful video that I'm going to probably show here in a couple of minutes Um, as I can pull it up. I got to pull it up, pull up. Um, I've been having some networking issues. So if I do di get disconnected, that's what happened here. Um, The people on the money mindset stream got a really, very good dose of the networking problems that I've been having. But uh, let me see here. What? Let's go ahead and play this video right here of this uh, woman here. She's a beautiful sister. And um, I noticed that she's probably not a sister sister. She's probably mixed or Caribbean or Caribbean or uh, something like that. And uh, she's here in America. She's probably come from immigrant parents or a mixture of parents that came from different cultures. And so she's putting this video together and uh, she doesn't understand uh, what men benefit from marriage. This is a great conversation here. Uh, a lot of women are playing the chameleon. She seems to be dressed somewhat slightly conservative. You know what I mean? She doesn't look outlandishly progressive, although her plumb line is out there a little bit, a little bit dropped down there. But anyway, she flat backed it too. Yeah, she mixed. She's not all the way black. All right, she she definitely got the flat resources going on here. Let's go ahead and listen to this young lady ask what why would a man want to marry? Why would a man want to marry? Let's listen. What does a man gain from marriage? What is the benefits of a man getting married? Why would a man want to get married? So if somebody has the answers, please drop them because I can't think of one reason why a man would want to get married. And so this, hold on, let me not pause her in that ugly face right there. Um, and so right now you have um, uh, some women going, yeah, I get it. Why would a man get married? And so today's stream, maybe uh, in the comment section, you can put what men benefit here. Um, you're probably going to get beat up, you know, by the coach gang members and all that stuff in the comment section. But uh, I know what people are going to say. Children. All right. We already going to say children. Guys, those uh, uh, children are like printers. <laughs> children are like printers let me go full screen here uh for a second children are like printers yeah you gain the ability to print once you go to office max staples or office depot but you also gotta pay for ink every time it runs out and you're gonna pay way more than ink than you did for the printer so you gotta benefit but you're going to have to keep paying double. You know what I mean? You're going to pay quadruple, maybe eight, 15 times the cost of a printer. So you got the printer. You love the printer. The printer gets to do stuff with you. You know what I mean? You could be like, print this page out. But you got to buy paper, ink, all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And the printer is going to run out at some particular point. <laughs> hey, here's the deal, man. Kids are lovable liabilities. I hate to keep putting it to you newbies out here. Kids are lovable liabilities. Yes, yeah, she gave you, she let you, you know, you put her seed in her, it came from your body, you put it in her body, she incubated it, and she presented it to you. She's the only one to do that. Fantastic. All right, now you got kids. Now you got to pay for them. All right, and you're never going to recoup the money. So if you're talking about exclusively kids are, are, are the benefit of marriage, you better have something else. 
You better have something else. Let's listen to the sister here one more time. Especially in today's day and age. See, back in the day, they knew they had a woman at home uh-huh. who was going to have food. You know, she wasn't tired because she really wasn't doing anything all day. Yeah. She's at home. He could control her a bit. Uh-huh. She didn't have any money. So, you know, men love to be needed. Okay. So, wait a minute. Let me not pause her on an ugly look here. Um, uh, she's, she's going back to the old classics of uh, women at home, women presenting food, and these type of things. The nurturing. The nurturing idea. So, she's presenting the nurturing idea. And somewhat, she's kind of using interesting language. The man gets to control her. And so, that would be a benefit. Let's just say the woman's submissive. And he gets to control her. That would be a benefit. I mean, if you just say, well, because uh, other women are going to say, well, I don't want to be controlled. Well, then there's no benefit then, right? Uh, for men who want a submissive woman, we'll go over submission here in a minute for you old 1986 people, right? Who still haven't gotten out of the blocks on relationships. But um, uh, yes, she's saying that the man got these qualities, a woman that's at home, a woman that is, I think she's going to say this, the full, full, full energetic woman. Let's go ahead and listen to this. He knew she needed him. But now what? Now what is a man getting married for? What is the purpose? I just. All right. So she's really thinking about this. This seems somewhat impromptu. She's not prepared for this. Um, She's trying to think. She's like, well, I mean, you know, he doesn't get any of those things anymore. Uh, What what is what else would he get? And so there and shout out to all the brothers in the South that were raised by single mothers that are going to flood this conversation. Um, and then he's going to say, you know, they're going to say something like, well, you know, I don't need a woman to do all those things. And, you, you know, you could have a point there because if if she's dependent on you significantly, that means everywhere you go, she must go. She's going to follow you around like a cat. That's going to get very uh, tiresome uh, for you guys that want to creep. Yeah. You know how you guys do. Um, if you have a woman that is at home under your beck and call, under your control, uh, and she's doing nothing but catering to you and you want to go get some side piece leave. Well, she probably you probably gonna have to take her with you. All right. Because she ain't going to just be like, I'm going to sit at home all day. And then she's going to sit at home again while you out there banging around on junior college girls. All right. If she thinks you're in a monogamous relationship, she's like, yeah, uh, oh, you going to creep? Well, I'll sit in the car and wait for you to get done clapping cheeks. All right. So this is the thing that many men are asking for. But once you get it, you realize you really don't want 100% full control to miss it. Uh, if you're a creeper, if you're a cheater on your wife, because she's going to be keeping tabs on your ass. She's going to be keeping tabs. Where are you at? How come, you know, let's go ahead and continue with this sister here. We did an hour live about this topic. So you can click on IGTV episode two. And you can really hear me get into detail about it. But I'm just honestly curious. Does anybody know why a man will want to get married? Because when a man divorces, he loses everything. Okay, so there she is. He's talking about the marriage will now. We'll we'll review real quick um, sometime during the stream. So the man gambles. If he doesn't prenup, he's going to lose. She says everything, but it's not completely everything. It's almost everything. He's going to lose access to his kids, which was the prime benefit of getting into the marriage in the first place. Now he loses access to the kid. So that's that. There goes the benefit right there, and then he loses and other additional things that are important to the men, and then it becomes important to the woman, which is the financial end, the house, the car, all the things in the investment stage. Let's continue. He loses everything. He has to schedule to see his kids. He has to um, lose half of everything he's worked for almost his entire life. 
she has a light voice. Her vo voice is very light. Uh, sister, give me a call. What's her name? Yeah, go ahead and give me a call, and maybe we can put a little something together. You know, she do seem to be presenting a feminine side there, and you ain't loud. All right, listen, I can't date a loud woman. All right, a loud woman is automatically disqualified. All right, automatic disqualification. All right, like when the honky-tonk man came in and he hit that guitar over your head, that's an automatic disqualification. All right, let's go ahead and continue. Uh, whether she helped or didn't, whether she was peaceful or wasn't, whether it was pleasant or not. Um, and the men are almost never favored in court. So so I don't know where she's interpreting that from. She's just maybe hearing that from everywhere else, uh, that men are not favored in the courts. And so uh, it's it's true. It's true. Uh, but um, if you have enough money, you can fight off a little bit and end up where you were or should have been anyway. Let's continue. Again, I ask, like, what is the point of a man getting married? That's a long pause there. All right. So she said, what is the point of a man getting married? This is an interesting conversation right there. It's a conversation piece for you guys to actually sit there and consider. All right. Um, maybe there are some reasons for you to get married. Maybe you're doing the right thing. Oh, I just feel like I'm doing the right thing. I knocked her up uh, and uh, uh, and I, I got to marry her. Or you want to have kids. Say, for instance, you want to have kids and you don't want to have them with a single baby mama and you're fighting over McDonald's, which um, was a uh, it was proven to be a fake uh, setup type of vlog, I guess, uh, or setup video. But um, maybe you don't want to have kids out of the context of marriage, right? You want to have them in the context of marriage. So that would be the benefit. So you're not out there. Well, does that prevent you from losing contact with your kids in the event of a divorce? You know what I mean? So let's think about that for a second. Let me let me acknowledge the people who have came in earlier to contribute on 4th of July instead of buying some ribs. How much for one rib? All right. You are here putting in money in the CGA tank over here. So um, dollar sign CGA live is uh, how you donate to this show on the cash is app. Also, PayPal, paypal.me backslash coach Greg Adams in the building. All right. Let me see here uh, where we at here. And I'm going to pin this up in the chizat. PayPal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. There it is right there. Oh, I popped that out there with very little mistakes. Very little mistakes. Let me pin that up there. Make sure I got the right one pinned and let, not the wrong one. There it is. I pinned the right one up there. So let me get the earlier contributors to today's show. And we're going to get into this one. Great conversation piece here. We're also going to talk about Cam Newton, Brittany Renner, Jasmine Brown. All right, again, the Communita acting backwards again. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Communita. Somebody really needs to go in there and help the Communita. All right, I tell I mean, because you guys, I mean, listen, there was a there. Listen, I lived in the suburbs, and submissive wives in public is a thing. I hope you guys know this. All right, uh, in public, the active submissive wives who basically benefit from their executive husbands, and let me pop up something on the screen here. They actually made several movies about this, which were kind of a creepy turn at the end. I don't want to spoil it, but the Stepford wife. The Stepford wife is someone who basically says, I ain't going to work, all right? Forget that. I might I might go get an education. I might go get a degree. I might work a little bit, but my goal eventually is to raise children, and thus, I must find a man that I'm going to cater to, and... um whether they put on an act to cater to, um, they decide that they're not trying to work. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. 
and thus their job is to be the family person. For instance, um, I'm going to give you an idea of what happens in the suburbs. So I've been into very private, exclusive residences behind gates, and you had to drive a mile to get just to get to the residencies because the golf course was up front as soon as you came through the gates. So these wives would do everything they can for their family, meaning when the holidays came around, they made sure either they decorated or they hired some Mexicans to decorate the outside. <laughs> this is true, by the way. They had the hot, they had the Christmas lights strung up. They made sure everything when Thanksgiving came out, they decorated the outside of the house for Thanksgiving. Uh, when when Fourth of July came up, they had the decorations up for Fourth of July. When every single holiday came up, Halloween, they had made sure they had five pumpkins up front with the fall hole dressing and all of that stuff. <laughs> all right. So um, they they had this. This was their role. All right. They made sure they had that completed. So when their engineer doctor came home, all right, they made it a happy home for him to return home because they said this guy's out here hustling and working and he's grinding. Um, I'm not going to bug him too much. But behind closed doors, you know what I mean? They will stick it to the guy. But in public, they were the Stepford wife. Now, some women believe that this particular role is offensive to women. They're like, this is offensive. And they even make fun of the stepford wife in common culture. Even the stay-at-home mom is made fun in common culture. Well, what do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. That ain't no job. How do you contribute to the family? Mm. Well, I'm contributing to the family by staying at home. Mm. I mean, that is contribution to the family. Well, what about your job? And what about your career? What about your work? You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Now, oddly enough, the stay-at-home mom is not without their problems. As a matter of fact, divorce attorneys warn you that stay-at-home moms are the worst women to divorce when it comes to divorce court. So a lot of men want submissive uh, wives and submissive um, mothers and submissive. You want this. But then when the divorce happens, these women will run you through the gamut harder than any other woman, right? Because they have an incentive to the other women who are working and paying their bills and, you know, feeding their cats and going to Starbucks. They're not going to divorce grind you too much because if they did, it would bring on attention to them and they might lose as well. Right. So uh, this is the whole thing about wanting submissive women. But when you get one. You're basically putting more on the line, more skin in the game, and uh, they're more dangerous to you. So that's that's a whole conversation that we need to have as well. All right. <clears throat> over on PayPal. Over on PayPal. Let's get the PayPal contribu contributors uh, right here. Amari McBride says, nah, coach, not me. I don't pay. I get it for free. He says, I don't trick with no chick. Get a dime out of me. No dates, no gifts, no trips. He says, I get her respect because I don't lead with my wallet. All I do is hold masculine frame and run game. And then respect is important. And she won't. He says, wait a minute. Respect is important. And she won't respect you if you trick. Just get it for free. You tricks only get girls because of your money. I make my women pay for they stuff. They own stuff. You tricks are simps. Real men get girls because of personality. Said no rich man ever, all right? <laughs> the conversation about that, and yes, I mean, listen, a lot of guys are still out here trying to get it for free, but this is the worst marketplace to get it for free. This is the absolute worst, and I, I know why dating coaches are actually, you know, they're worth their, 
they're 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 worth it because they're there's men out here struggling dating. Not only that, you have the virgin incel community. Then you have the men who are ugly, got beat by the ugly stick. They got no chance. Then you have the guys that somewhat hover around the five, six, seven range. And they're trying to figure out how to get a hot woman or get any woman. And they're getting ran in circles by five, six, and sevens, right? You have the eight and the nines who are getting buck tooth, snaggle tooth, uh, knock kneed, <laughs> bow legged women throwing themselves at them. And then you have the eights, nines, and tens on the woman's side that have monetized themselves. It's a disaster. And so guys are still out here trying to figure out, man, how do you manipulate women and get sex for free? Well, you can get it for free, but there's still some back-end payments. But rich men, wealthy men, men that make 250 and above, they don't worry about this particular thing. It's not something to worry about. All right. Um, the idea of they have to pay for something. They will willingly pay the fee. But broke ninjas, by the way, broke ninjas, don't like you don't have to lie to kick it. I know some of the free women you're getting sex from. I know some of the free women you're getting sex from. I know it, bro. Homie, homie. They're not bad chicks. They're not even attractive. Again, one, one thing about the community is you guys are get stuck in these generations, man. We need to move past this. All right. I know a lot of some of you guys are doing okay. SAU, SAU says, uh, good morning, coach. I fumbled the bag and crashed my car this weekend. Damn. Give me the buzzer. Yeah, that's a setback. All right. That is a setback. Oh, my goodness. I hope you had insurance. You're in Mexico, too, man. I hope they got good Mexican insurance. I hope Adriana is there. If anybody from Orange County knows what I'm talking about. Adriana. You know Adriana's insurance. <laughs> She's a fine Latina chick. Hold on for a second. Let me show you. She probably don't even run the, co the company. Adriana Insurance. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull it up. It, they got this picture of this uh, Latina chick. All right. And then they always say, uh, this is Adriana's insurance. All right. She, you know, damn well, she don't work at the office. There she is right there. I just gave her. Wait a minute. Add to stream. There she is right there. Adriana. She's on billboards and everything. I just gave them free pub. All right. And she'd be standing there with her hot dress looking like a weather girl on uh on the damn what well, you know the weather girl on the Mexican channel. <laughs> yeah, she the front operation. You'd be like, hey Adriana, uh como esta? Yeah, muy bien, me too. Yes, uh muy dinero. All right, they go, yeah, 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 yes, uh uh tienes tu el libro. <laughs> yeah, Telemundo, weather girl, Adriana. You'd be like, is Adriana there? What's up, girl? I'm going to run some game on you, Sean. All right. Tienes tu el libro. Muchos gracias. All right. Here you go. Que tempo. Que tempo ya hace. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to Adriana. She'd be like, man, I'm the CEO of this, man. Yo. Shout out to Adriana in the building. She probably like, man, why you throw me under the bus, man? This is my real company. <laughs> All right, man. Anyway, I gave you some free advertisement. Don't be mad at me. All right, we got some super chats. Hold up. Shout out to Nicholas. We're going to call you Nicholas in the building. He says, hello, coach. Shout out from Greece. From Greece. Hey, we worldwide. Happy Independence Day for educational reasons. Um, he says, for young men in the audience, 50 years old, divorced three years ago after 20 years of marriage. What I gained for my marriage. And he says, multiple problems. And anxiety from a woman, which I was deeply in love in uh, with and saw her 
changed throughout the years to a level that I was unable to recognize her during the divorce process. That's something that I warn you of. When you go through a divorce, you will not recognize the person sitting on across the table. You won't even remember fornicating with her. That's how deep my divorce was. I was like, damn, what? did I ever lay down with that woman? I only remember one or two times. All right. Uh, and he says, um, he says, thank God, no kids. Wow, you got lucky. He says, what I gained from my divorce, freedom, peace, quiet, more money, and time. I found you in your info in 2019 and then been living the free agent lifestyle, enjoying my life to the fullest, enjoying the junior college. Peace leave out here. Keep telling the truth. God bless you, brother. And those are the testimonies that we love to hear. And uh, I would love to go to Santorini, Greece and be out there with the Santorini girls out in Greece. The junior college got to be Liddy out there. Congratulations for making it after 20 years of marriage. We'll talk about that drop off point. Sizzo is in the building. For He says, forgive me, coach, or I have sent and downloaded Hinged. Oh, man. Shout out to the nasty boys and happy Independence Day. All right, Hinged. I've never fiddled around with Hinged, so I don't know anything about it. I know it's a dating app, though. But Sizzo got curious. And curiosity killed the cap. That's all. You know what? I, I mean, listen, if you're, if you're using dating apps seriously, it's a problem. Um, if you're using it uh, obsessively, it's a problem. If you're using it to get free peace leave, you're going to pay in time and swipes. But if you're just using it to field, uh, see how many fat women out here you can match with, how many women, single mothers you can match with? I mean, how many hot girls are on there? I mean, how many hot girls? You're not going to meet the love of your life on a dating app, despite the fact that. But so Sizzle is doing it because he's curious. I'm curious. I need to know what's on your mind. I'm curious. Shout out to Harold L. Come on, coach. I know you know that the chameleon is in play. I already know that. Our agenda is a moneymaker for them. She isn't an ally, nor is she an advocate. There's tons of them all over YouTube and social media. Catch up, gentlemen, and cut the simping off. And he says, uh, cut the simping. People have fallen for this grift like the community has fallen for the BLM grift in the building. Shout out to you. Yes, man. I'm, we know the chameleon is in play right here. And she's the type of woman who um, she's reeling you in uh, with this particular speech and you know, she's not going for a Joe like me. She's not going for an average Joe. She's reaching for the stars. And so what she's doing is putting in play for the people like a Cam Newton. Hey, I'll be submissive to you. She's not coming for me. You're a YouTuber. Well, submit to you. Hell to the no. All right. It's crazy. And we have uh, who is in here? He says, Mohammed Sadiqi in the building. Coach, sir. He says, thank you for all that you do. You truly have been instrumental in keeping me out of trouble. Thank you for being my father figure after my dad passed away. Oh, man, I, these are heavy, heavy, heavy shoes to fill. All right. Thank you, brother, for being there and the uh, support. All right. Uh, we do have some cash apps that I do have to catch up on. And uh, let me catch up on a few and then we'll get it going. Shout out to Albert Ingram. Society benefits off the ignorance of men. Yes, they do. Society benefits off the ignorance and lust of men. If it wasn't for that, um, and obviously, guys, everything we do is in the name of lust, right? Some of you slow pimps out there want to lie to me. Well, no, I actually love love and I need love. All right, some of you guys are trying to slow pimp the game. Go ahead, put on your slow pimp shoes, put on your church shoes and your slippery socks and all that stuff. Put all that stuff on. And uh, but the but actually, 
it's the lust that they benefit off of. And then they want you to be in ignorance and operate in ignorance. And it works. It works. It's okay. Shout out to River Bacon says, my birthday in two days. Happy fourth, coach. Love you, man. Appreciate you. And it's a my birthday, too. All right. Shout out to you, Classy Beats. Happy America Day, coach. And money day in here. I got money. Happy birthday to America. Y'all see Gavin Newsom out here. All right, boy. Hey, we talked about this. And my boy, Philip on the Money Mindset stream reminded me that Gavin Newsom could run in 2024. And I say he could win in 2024 because he has the looks you got the looks pause uh but gavin newsom out here throwing shade on desantis and uh gavin newsom man he like this he like fair use let's run the ad real quick it's independence day so let's talk about what's going on in america freedom it's under attack in your state your republican leaders they're banning books making it harder to vote restricting speech in classrooms even criminalizing women and doctors I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California. But we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Yes. Yes. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Yeah, man, boy. <laughs> All I got to say to that is. <laughs> anyway, man, let's do a couple more. He could he could win, by the way. I know Gavin Newsom for a long time. I've lived in his state. Uh, the women will fall for him, hook, line, and sinker. The sisters will fall for him. And people are like, what do you mean he's running in 2024? You think Biden's running in 2024? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> and uh, that's, Nat, that's Nancy Pelosi's whipping boy in the building. They're going to move Joe Biden to Brown on the 25th Amendment, and they'll push Newsom. Shout out to Cheap Drum Hacks is in the building. Happy fourth, my brother. All right. Thank you, man. And I'm going to, I got my drum set set up. I'm going to be like, all right. Appreciate you. And last one, uh, we're going to call you a mod. He says from a big old ninja in the building. Shout out to you. Uh, are you from Mississippi? All right. Shout out to, you know, they make them big old green mile brothers out there. All right, man. Shout out, man. Mississippi is going to come for me. All right. Mississippi definitely going to come for me. Anyway, man. Hey, uh, where are we at here? Let's get into this. A particular video here uh the, the stream here 34 minute mark this all started seemingly from cam newton all right so there's a direct line from cam newton's video in which he was talking about and which the media said was a sexist rant but here it is a brother who's make the uh, made a lot of money he's appeared in the super bowl and he's in his post career post football career and he wants a submissive woman and he ends up getting one but this rant that he goes on about women being submissive and he don't want a bad chick because bad chicks are throwing themselves at him let's listen to him break this down real quick as a reminder that bitch is a person who's just you know girl i'm a bad bitch you know i'm doing this i'm doing that i i i looked apart but i don't act apart okay you know and it's a lot of women who are bad bitches and i say bitches in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman but just to 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 go off the aesthetic of 
what they deem is a boss chick. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad. No, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't mm -hmm. know how to allow a man to lead. Bad. Okay, so remember that. We broke the video down. There's no need to even go further on the conversation on that. Cam Newton's requesting that. Now, oddly enough, Brittany Renner made a response video, and she's looking very firm and tight in this particular photo, but she made a response video to this one, and she's talking about, you know, anytime these conversations come up, she seems to come out um, uh, with, with some sort of response. And in this particular instance, she came out with the response uh, a few days ago that we're going to go over. But before we go over that, Cam Newton's girlfriend, Jasmine Brown, came out and followed up, not seemingly followed up, followed up Cam, uh, Cam Newton's request for a submissive woman. And she puts out this video, this video in fair use. I'm going to have to invoke my fair use privileges here uh, for the people here that are new. So we're going to review this video and it's quite lengthy. So be patient here. But let's go ahead and invoke our fair use privileges real quick. Yeah, fair use. Excerpts of copyrighted material may under certain circumstances be quoted verbatim for producers, teachers, criticism, news reporting, teacher research, and all that stuff. And then you got it and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So this woman right here, uh, Caramel Sister, Caramel Kisses. You come my way, I will be faithful at the end of the day. Caramel kisses. Here we go. And so I don't know who this person is. I, I tried to research who Jasmine Brown is. My pop culture is very pathetic. Um, My black community pop culture is ridiculous. All right. I wouldn't even recognize who is who half the time. And then she got a nose ring in. But anyway. Um, let's talk about, yeah, somebody says, sister, you owe my mind. Sis, guys, this is not a, I, I want you guys to understand something. This is not a American sister. All right. This is not an American Western culture sister. A lot of these women that are talking, they're either mixed or they're Caribbean, West Indian. All right. Or they're Brazilian, Colombiano, or something like that. Dominican. All right. The, the, this, this woman, look at her hair, bro. Look at her hair. Pulling on a. Pull it, pull it on the air. Uh, this woman is not a, a, a authentic American sister. All right. But 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 that's neither here or there. Actually, there is that is here or there uh, because she doesn't represent what the American Western public school indoctrinated sister would believe. She doesn't at all. Uh, she hasn't been raising that. She probably been raised in a traditional home. She probably had a father that that right there separates her from the American queen the fba queen she probably had a father all right so anyway let's go ahead and, and play all right so let's bring it back to the basics what is the art of that girl got her feet out too she need a damn pedicure though being submissive first step is get with somebody who wants what you have to offer i think love and submission is a tailored fit it's not a one size fits all. So I can only tell you what what it means to me. Now, for me, it's complete selflessness. All right. So complete selflessness. She's looking at the submission conversation. Submission to be is a bad word in the black community. 
All right. With women, they really get their antlers up uh, when you hear these things. But this is what she's talking about. And obviously, obviously, this goes without saying the man must be wealthy and able to provide the opposite of what she's doing. So if she says she's going to submit, then the man has to be able to do the provision. Right. That goes hand in hand. You can't be not providing and then get submission for long term. Let's go ahead and uh, continue. I am satisfied in serving. I'm a servant and I watched my mother serve all my life, you know, and it was rain, sleet or slow. I think we talked about this on the phone. So she's uh, that that kind of backs up what I said. She probably had a father. So she watched her mother serve her father. And I'm guaranteeing you she's mixed or she's Carrie Bean or something like that. Um, My mother's love for my father wasn't conditional. There you go right there. So go ahead and chalk one up for the coach. She had a father and that separates that probably separates her from 80% of American women in that would identify with her culture. 80% don't have a father. Let's continue. It's not my responsibility, but it's I your joy. It is my joy. You know, I, I love to see him eating the meal that I cook. I love seeing him sleep easy. Like every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, but that's like, I just know that's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But Now, most men will say they want women to do some of these things and cook for them and all of this stuff. I say not so fast. All right. Not so fast. You guys don't understand the end game on this one. What will happen is if you aren't doing your part or you lose your position, status, money or any of that or if you tip out and you go get a side piece of piece of leave and she doesn't think that you're getting side, she doesn't realize that she's in a polygynous relationship, which you probably should let her know she's in a polygynous relationship. Then she might change how she's submitting to you. But if you do that, she's going to be watching you. She's going to be watching your social media and Instagram. Why? Because she's, she's actually, you're actually training her to identify what your needs are. And if she has this available time, it could be a nightmare for you down the line. Just be careful. Let's go ahead and, yeah, be careful. But I find joy in being your rest. And it shouldn't be conditional. A part of that lack of conditions, too, means that you do your duty joyfully regardless of yes. what's being done for you. That's it. I do my duty joyfully regardless of what is happening to and for me. I, I get what she's saying. There are unconditional submission. Um, in this situation, which is difficult, you know, unconditional love. Women want unconditional love because they know they're full of flaws. And then once you recognize the flaws, then you would be able to hold them against, hold it against her. They know they're full of flaws. So then if you do uh, start putting conditions on them, they will say you're in violation. That's not what love is about. It's about blah, 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 blah. Unconditional love. All right. Anyway. You know, now some days I might be more cheerful than others because I have my own stuff going on. You know, when there's times where it's like, I don't even want to say what's going on with me because, again, I know how to deal with me and my pain. You know, I'll cry in the shower and keep it moving, you know. But in the art of submission for me, because I can't speak for everybody. I don't know if she wrote a book. Did she write a book about this? I think she's an actress, too. So she could be acting. I'm not sure. Is being joyful about it. You know, it that want... Of, and I think it, not even just a want, the power of knowing that you you have the power to make someone's day better. OK, I mean, listen, she's saying the right things. Uh, it definitely is women's power to be able to get in this type of position with a man. And, and truth be told, not a lot of women 
are having success out here in the dating marketplace and the marital marketplace. And so this particular bit of advice would probably help them, but they can't let their progressive, strong and independent guard down for this. And their reasons are because then they're going to get cheated on, dumped and left with nothing. Let's continue. And that's a choice and easier. Yes, better and easier. That's a choice that you have to make. I always make the choice to do it. I always make the choice to do it. I, I like to give. I like to allow my person to lead. They. Uh, yeah, she's trying. I like to allow my person to lead. I, I get what you're saying. The, the context is a little bit dangerous there. I don't know if you're allowing them to lead. He's leading you and you're following. You're allowing yourself to follow. I don't know if you are allowing yourself to lead. That's like my um, my that's like my baby mama. Let me see my kids. No, your kids should be seeing the father and she should be following those steps. She's not leading. So she doesn't allow anything. But let's go ahead and continue. I know, especially like when it translates in the bedroom, I like to feel dominated. You know, riding dick ain't always my favorite position because I like to be taking it. Oh my gosh. No, I don't like to be taken advantage of. I like to feel that's okay. I like to be degraded. Okay. So here, here's a situation here that I always tell you men about women. And this is how, um, the thing, this is what we're missing in society because women love to be degraded in the bedroom. Women love to be taken advantage of. And she said that women love to be, uh, more or less dominated in the bedroom. And then thus in society that should translate However, some of your most hardcore progressive women, especially melanated women, love to be dominated. They love to be submissive. They love to be on their knees. They love to be nasty. They love to be degraded. You know, you had the whole thing about the, I can't remember what the prawn was, but it was when the sisters go over to the white prawn guys and they dominate them and they skeet in their face and all of that stuff, right? And they do these things and pull their hair back and all that, pulling hair, all right? Smacking, slapping on, uh, slapping the butt. Right. These are all things that a lot of women want. And when you're a dominant male, they give that to you. All right. They give that to me. Pull harder, pull hair, smack harder. You're not doing it hard enough. Dominate me. Skeet on this right down the throat, the gullet, pull hair. All right. And so this is the problem that they're having. This context is, is in the public. They're being dominant. But in the bedroom, as this woman said, I want to be degraded. I want to be degraded, bro. Let's go ahead and hear that again. Translates in the bedroom. I like to feel dominated. You know, riding dick ain't always my favorite position. Yeah, ghetto gaggers was the one, ghetto gaggers. Um, a lot of strong, abrasive women and career women, they want to be absolutely dominated when they get home. I mean, in the bedroom. It's crazy. And I've been telling you guys this, um, the mistakes that men make when they're meeting an attractive woman is you want to caress her. You know what I mean? You meet the attractive woman and you're like, oh, Wow, I've never had someone such with such beautiful skin, such beautiful hair. I've never had a woman with pretty feet. I've never had a woman with pretty eyes. And you caress her and you go in and you say, do you like it fast and slow? Do you like it nice and slow? You'd be like, it's seven o'clock in the spot. I'm on my drop top cruising the street. You'd be like, baby girl, what you want to do with me? Got you feeling like Joe to see. I'm messing up the words. You like uh you like I've been waiting for you so long. 
been loving till the sun comes up baby i just wanna take it nice and slow now baby girl what you want to do with me so baby do you want to get freaky i treat you right i will i treat you right i will now baby girl what you want to do with me so you guys get her and you caressing her you like, let's make it last. And then you caressing her. But most men before her treated her just like this. <laughs> most men pulled her hair. Most men uh, spit in her mouth. Most men slapped her up. And she was getting hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? She like this. Yeah, wow. This is what I want. Exciting. You ever meet a woman like this? And she's like one of these, uh, you know, kind of, she's like kind of stripperish, kind of, you know, you, you don't know what she is, but you know, she kind of nasty. You know, she a nasty girl. And then you meet her and you treat her nice. She don't know what to do. She's like, what the hell is this? Most beautiful women have been done. Yeah. Choke me out. She'd be like, choke me. Put your hand, put your hand right here, right here by the carotid artery. And right before I pass out, go down, skeet down my gullet. And you're like, you want me to do all that? This is why sometimes when they come out years later and he violated me, he grabbed me by the th carotid artery. <laughs> like He grabbed me by the carotid and then he cut off. He pushed me down my esophagus. And I'm like, she probably asked for that. She probably asked for that. <laughs> so, and then you meet her. I would never do those things to you. And she's sitting here. I like to be degraded. <laughs> all right. I'm telling you, man. When you figure out who, when you understand women, and I'm not saying these things to demean them. They just said it. She just said it. She wanted to be gagged out, choked out. This one says, I like to be degraded. And then when you finally understand that about them, you actually can have fun and relax around them. All right. Just go ahead and say, well, we will be videotaping these things and you will have a consent. So you can't play <laughs> like crazy. This woman said, I like to be degraded. The way she said it, she said it all professionally. Let's get back to the video. Well, I like to be degraded. Let's see if you, let's play that again. To feel dominated. You know, riding dick ain't always my favorite position because I like to be taken advantage. Oh my gosh. No, I don't like to be taken advantage of. I like to. Did you hear the rooster in the background when she said that? Coo -coo -coo -coo! It said, Coo -coo! listen, one more time. I know we having fun. When she said that, the cock carousel was in the background. Listen. You know, riding dick ain't always my favorite position because I like to be taken advantage. Oh, my gosh. No, I it? don't like to be taken advantage of. I like to feel. That's okay. I like to be degraded. There it is. I like to be degraded. And she said that, licked her lips and all of that. You know she's been doing the nasty without no interrupts. We can do it like this. This girl been treated viciously degraded. That's why they go to Jamaica and they see Demetrius and Dexter in them. Yeah. Those are languages that I like and I accept. I do. But if I'm comfortable and if I trust you. So just know what that means. Know that dance with your partner. I think of relationships and submission and being submissive is like, it's like an eight count. Know that dance. You better know that five, five six, seven, eight. Okay, one, they talk a sister clean, talk two, now. Laundry, three. If you have a long day and you fight in the world, you will never come back and fight me. You will never come back and walk into a space that is not welcoming you, mm -hmm. you know? Do you think that this is controversial in some capacity? Absolutely. 
to some, it could be enabling, you know, and someone told me one time, they're like, you're enabling him. And I told him how that made me feel. And he was like, of course, they're going to say that they don't have nobody doing that for them. How did it make you feel? It made me feel like, boy, ladies can talk, can't they? They could talk back and forth like a damn psychologist. How did that make you feel? And what does this mean? And they got a deep, oh, let me see. How did that make me feel? Oh, my gosh. Who got time to feel? I got to go to work. I got money. Maybe I am. But at the same time, that's my love. So if you don't understand it, you know, it's not, I'm not loving on you for you. Yeah, doing the, doing thumb things in the name of love. I got it. Yeah. You to get it. That's, that's how I love. And who now she'll regret all of this when they break up, just so you know. Whoever I love is going to get that benefit. Yes. There was a time where, you know, women needed men for everything. We couldn't even open up a bank account, you know? And now it's like women are really in their bag where they're like, I'm, I have my own business. I'm doing this. I don't need, I don't need a man for nothing. Right. Like basically like, can I be frank? Like I'm a, I don't need a nigga for shit. I don't, mm. you know, and I can say those words, but I want one. So, okay. So this is the position a lot of American women in. So they want to bring, you know, because they live in a state safe and stable society. There's no more war. They can walk down the street without fear of getting assaulted. Uh, there's no bombs over Baghdad. Uh, they can get a bank account. They can get a driver's license. So they do have a sense of independence that they've never had in our country before in the last 70 years, even the last 50 years. Um, the generation of women that grew up, they basically have never needed a man and they never had one in terms of a father. So they don't see a use for one other than the physical pleasures of sex and love. All right. That cannot be duplicated unless they do the lick and low lover stuff. But even then, they'll end up strapping on. Let's go ahead and continue. Uh, we need a pedicure on them red feet right there. So my brain wants to understand the exchange here. <laughs> because know, and this could be it's place. not, no, you're doing great. But my because I told you, I'm gonna ask a bunch of stupid questions. Yeah. Because this dynamic, I think like my relationship with my partner is very partner. Partner. What what is that? What is a partner? Is that a boyfriend? Is that a girlfriend? Is that a train? What is that? Egalitarian, like we're equals. Mm. Like, I don't ever feel like I'm giving for the sake of giving and I'm not receiving for the sake of receiving. I'm receiving being like, well, I deserve this. And I'm giving being like, you deserve this. Mm. So there's that exchange happening. So you speak on, you're like, you tell him the things that you need. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the things that you feel like you deserve, you'll say that? A hundred percent. How will you say that? I need you to step up in these areas. Mm. Yeah, man, uh, we can't work together. I need you to step up in these areas. That's basically her pulling ultimatums on you, holding the fact that she has other male interests and that she'll go to that if you don't keep stepping up. Um, and she said it herself, her brainwash won't let her understand what she's saying. And so right now, she's basically saying, you know, that she's coming with the attitude. and You need to step up for this or I'm going to go here. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, this person, this person right here is a trap and she's going to end up with multiple partners. I need to not worry about this. I need to be able to take my brain off this thing. I need more affection. I need mm. more love. If we're going to be sexual, here's the things that I need to like feel more sexual. And mm -hmm. in return. Okay. She's still like guys. So she, she's bringing sex to the table, but then she says you need to do more things for her to feel more sexual. Uh, this is how they work guys. So I'm telling you, man, so this is the, you let in with the wallet. You let in doing the things for her. It worked. And now you raise the bar. And now she's like, do a little bit more. And I'll get a little bit more freaky deaky. All right. And so this is using sex 
as a weapon or a reward system, and she thinks she's going to be successful in relationship. She looks like Chucky the doll to me. She looks like a Chucky or a Freddy from a different world. I invite that. Like, yeah. So we have a lot of conversations. How does he? Does he receive it well? No. I think everybody nope. has a problem with being told that they're not doing enough there because you go. we always go to like, well, I'm already doing so X, she's Y, and Z. Where's the conversation about the uh, just things anal. that he wants? And like, I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like if I know you. And I study you like I know study, how you are yes. in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he's spoiled. And, you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about it, I was like, oh, how are you guys doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. I'm like, he's spoiled rotten. Like he's rotten. But I love that. Like I want him to be that. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. All right. There you go right there. So a lot of women aren't here yet. They can't allow themselves to be here yet. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, and I've been sharing a secret with you guys. I shared the secret about the women for you. They have been more or less violated and heartbroken since very young ages. Okay, they've been on this mission. Uh, many of them have had crushes since they were 10, 11, 12 years old. We won't even talk about the ones that have been touched before that. That's very big here and then by the time they're 10 11 12 13 they've done things and gotten their heart broken and then by the time they're 15 16 17 many of them start experimenting with with sexuality and their sexuality and understanding that and offering it to the top tier percent men easily and then they get their heart broken by the time they're 25 or mid 30 late 20s early 30s they've been ran through the gamut they've been ran through the gamut. They've been ran through more times than a Holland Tunnel. They've had problems understanding who they are in the context of relationships. They've had many failed ex experiments, and then you show up. And that's you. And you try to piece all of this fractured understanding, low self-esteem, lack of understanding who they are, conflicted message in society, telling them to do things, meaning go get a job, go get a career, Ultimately, by the time they hit their mid-40s, they hit the glass ceiling. They're a little less likely to want to go work. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. And then you try to get them to train them to be submissive and all of that stuff. In the absence of a father that has trained them, in the absence of a mother that has put uh, imputed these qualities in her, her mother probably hasn't done so, most likely. I'm talking about American women. And then you show up saying, I want a submissive woman. Please, please, gentlemen. And so this is what you're dealing with. So this woman, Jasmine Brown, and we'll do the, the cash apps. Let me check her age real quick. Uh, her age is, let me see. I don't know who she is. She's 33, all right? And that's you. Let's go ahead and play the video. Then this is this is essentially her right here. This is essentially Jasmine. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older, um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early early 30s 
is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you. So Jasmine Brown basically like, come with me, Hail Mary, run quick, see, what do we have here now? Do you want to ride or die? La, 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 la. She like, come with me. Hail Mary. She hell marrying right now. She buzzer beater, right? She throwing that buzzer beater up in there. She like, man, let me just go ahead and do whatever I need to do to lock down the man because and that's it's you. about to be a rap ski. It's about to be a rap ski. I'm about to hit 40. I'm about to hit mid 30s uh, in about two years. 40 in eight years. She about to hit that Hail Mary. And so she's Hail Marying on um, on Cam Newton. And she's probably also baby rabying on Cam Newton. Let me go ahead and look at this, see if she has any kids. Um, so the eggs are about to dry up like the Sahara Desert, as we say over here. And, and uh, she's pulling the Hail Mary on, she's pulling the baby rabies on Cam Newton. So she wants Cam Newton's baby. That's basically what she's doing. And she's playing the right role. She's an actress. Let's get to the cash apps. King of Spades in the building. He says King of Spades are in the building. Happy Monday, coach. We in here. We're going to let y'all get to y'all picnic in a minute. All right. Y'all going to get to a picnic. Which one? Which Nick we going to pick out here? All right. For you guys who missed it. Let's find out the real definition of the word picnic. I'm uncomfortable with that word here. I'm uncomfortable as hell. All right. People like, hey, coach, you want to come to the picnic? I'll be like. Did you say picnic? All right. For some reason, that just gives me bad vibes. That sounds like a Democratic Ku Klux Keisha phrase. See y'all at the picnic. We're going to have a good old time. We're going to get down with the square dance. You be like, take your partner, do see do picking it and get to going. All right, here we go. I ain't going to no damn picnic. You can go to the picnic. XL Pro Services is back in the building. Thank you for the earlier, earlier contributions. Jay Flo, Co Coach Gang going hard on the fourth. Pause. Free CGA. Yeah, free CGA in the building. All right. Uh, free me, man. Free me. Free me. And we going hard. Pause. My man, Mr. Shabazz, J.H. Shabazz says looking for some dynamite peace leave for the fourth. That blow up peace leave. Whoa, you looking for the big old. Don't get that dub firecracker peace leave. All right, you be looking at her, you like, oh, she fine. Lord have mercy. You get the whole rack, you know what I mean? You get the whole racket on firecrackers. You like, oh, when I like this, this about to be litty. That's the same girl you see. Oh, my Lord, she foldable. She about to be lit. She coming over. Oh, she talking nasty. You go ahead and light all of them up. You tie them all together. You light that bad boy up with that lighter. You throw it over there. You hide. You be like. It'd be like, Psst. you look up, Psst. you're like, damn, Psst. Psst. any second now, don't go over there. Psst. What the hell? What's wrong with it? Hey, go check on it. <laughs> Same thing. You see a girl, you'd be like, oh, you light it up. You lie there. She lie there like Carl's Jr. star. She used to be there. <laughs> you're like damn girl you're gonna do something put a leg up or something 
dud, peacefully. How ever, you ever had that? You have the high expectations, and you're like, dang, that was a dud. Now, the player guys, the Matt guys are like, you're supposed to dominate her in the bedroom. That's like, it's hard to dominate somebody lying there like a Carl's Jr. star. All right, she lying there like a dead bump on the log. What am I supposed to do? Pick her up and suplex her? She got dead weight. I'm just going to sit here and let you do all the work. She'd stand there like this. And I'd be like, all right, five-stroke special set. Come on. This is why, man, them ugly girls, they be putting it on you. All right, we always diss ugly girls and overweight girls. Them girls rarely ever be duds in the bedroom. I'm just letting you know. I know, man, the nasty boys can speak on this. They can't afford to. They can't afford it. Ugly girls, bad in sack. I mean, you about to get kicked out. Like, what? You going to lie? Oh, hell no. The ugly girls be coming in afterwards with that warm rag. Daddy, just lay there. I'll take care of everything. They go to the room. They go to the washroom. They turn on that faucet till it gets scalding hot. They put that rag in there. Rain that bad boy out. You lay in there like this. Big old girl come over there. Da don't da don't da don't da don't. She climb in the bed as to not break the bed frame. She climb up in the bed. All right, nice and slow. All right. She looked like a damn truck wallowing down the uh, road. She wiped all of you down with that warm-ass rag. Fine girl be like, can you can you get something to clean that off? <laughs> oh, man. You know the fine girls be like, oh, don't, don't, get it on my, don't get it on my weave. <laughs> you be like, hold up, hold up. Right down, hold it right here. She be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, oh. Can you get, can you wipe that off? <laughs> you got to get up with all them rubbery legs looking like Paul Orndorff. You're like, oh, my goodness. You walk into the, you can't even enjoy. She didn't kill your vibe. you like, you at the sink, water running. Hold on, baby. I'm going to get it. Hurry up. It's dripping down. It's drip. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Then you get over rubbly. You, you try to wipe her down. Here you go, man. Throw the rag on her and go to sleep. <sighs> Pretty girls be lazy, man. I'm telling you, man. The, the gold is in the six, sevens, and somewhat eights. Eights even be acting crazy. My man, no government name. In, oh, government, government name is fine. Jason is in the building sometime. And a half for you, man. Time and a half for you, brother. I'm working it. Thank you, Jason, in the building with the government name. Ed, sitting this one out, says, that woman is 100% an apex praying mantis. Oh, which one? The Which one? I know I'm late in the show. But you guys got to watch out for the apex predators out here. Brian says a little something for the UNLV biology book fun. Hey, shout out to the girls at the UNLV. I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be up there. Somebody said, Coach, you too old to be talking like this. Oh, damn. You know what, brothers? I got money. Let me just let me just school you young brothers on all of this. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This is what make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This is what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. 
damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double bear shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. Now, that brother right there is 30 years older than me. <laughs> okay? And he's talking like that. Number one. Number two, you young brothers don't know. Nothing yet. All right? I know you're like 26. And you didn't had three girls in your life. And you didn't have, bro, you ain't even had sex with the, not another person in the same damn residence yet. All right. Every time you've had something, you 26 year old guys, all right, somebody else was either in the next bedroom over, your mama, your stepdaddy, your damn sister and brother who are still in grade school and you're now somewhere, big ass age gap. You like this. Be quiet, baby. I'm going to give you that five stroke. Here we go, right here. Boy, you ain't had nothing yet. Hold on, baby. Don't scream too loud. Let me put the pillow over your face. 26, 30. Y'all ain't even had no real peace leave yet. Yeah, roommates, you ain't have nothing yet, bro. You ain't had nothing yet to your mid-30s and 40s. You ain't had nothing yet. He said the park bench, the swing, the parking lot of 7-Eleven, the parking lot of the damn red roof inn. You purchasing a red roof in $49 an hour, $49 an hour just to go sneak in there to get five strokes in. Get out of here, bro. Stop. You ain't had nothing yet until you had your own residence, and then y'all can be wherever you want, and that's going to be mid-30s into 40s. She could walk around right from the junior college, go right to the refrigerator, all right, not change her clothes, come right back in. Stop. With these dudes, you ain't had nothing yet. You ain't had nothing yet unless you've been unless you're married, living in your own house. You gotta take her in the backseat of my Jeep. Backseat of my Jeep. Another episode. You don't know nothing yet. Trust me, man. These these guys right here think once you hit 40, it's over for you. You just getting started. She go to the kitchen room, she put her apron on without no clothes on. She making you food. She rolling up, she rolling up uh tamales for you. You ain't had that yet. You had zero of that yet. Stop. I want you guys to understand. It ain't over. You just getting started. You just getting started in your mid-30s going into your 40s. I'm mid-40s. Okay? You ain't even got your own residence yet. You at your mama's house. Hey, my mama come home at 6.30. You trying to invite her in, get her in before 6.30. Because you know your mama, she going to walk into the door. Smelling badussy. Girl, I told you, boy, I told you about bringing them old roughneck girls around here. Girl, you don't be in here at my house fornicating. Your mama telling you, your mama telling you, you can't fornicate in her own house and you in your mid-20s. You need to stop, you young bucks. I'm letting you guys know it, bruh. Life don't start for you until mid-30s. I know you probably had a little bit of fun, but if you stay single mid-30s, it's going to be a, you're going to be a nightmare out here. I'm telling you, not too old. And by the way, Brian sponsored today's show. I got a little distracted. He put biology books, UNLV biology books, but bro, he sponsored today's show. Shout out to Brian in the building. All right. Thank you, brother. He said, I got money on the 4th of July. Hey, you, you, you young bucks need to do, you guys just need to chill. 
man, I, I'm out here. I'm getting some. You ain't getting a damn thing. If it ain't in your own place, you ain't getting nothing yet. Have you ever had some Rory? Have you ever had some Rory in the personal confines? Not once, not twice. I mean, on a routinely basis in the personal confines of your own residence. You have not. <laughs> oh, here he is. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. You didn't hurt my feelings, boy. I'm teaching you. You reach, I teach. That's what I'm doing over here. You didn't hurt my feelings, young buck. You still going out there getting a piece of stank on your finger telling your boys, look, you want to smell that, son? Smell that. I just had that, son. Put some stank on my feeling. You reach, I teach, boy. Don't let me show you how it works around here. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, this is what we do here. Shout out to Amari McBride. He says, for reading my long ass PayPal message. Yeah, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, Takeem Hilton, he says, happy 4th of July, coach. Make more money, <laughs> right? Make more money. Let's go ahead and play her real quick. Looking at marriage, this is a submissive wife. Right My now. husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight. And I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. <laughs> Men who marry women like that, they can't divorce them because they're screwed. Shout out to Brian. You. He says, like my fruit. I like my fruit ripe and sweet junior college, not bitter or rotten. <laughs> Man. And so in this woman here, let's go ahead and play the next clip on this one. Uh, Bundle of Brittany responded to the previous woman's interview, which she goes by, yeah, uh, Jasmine Brown, Jasmine Rice. And Brittany, bundle of Brittany, which is Brittany Renner, rears her ugly head one more time. All right, so fair use. This is Brittany Renner. You guys know her. Uh, this is her right here. This is, uh, wait a minute. The, she, the red pill industries made her pretty popular. And um, let's go ahead and, wait a minute. That's not the one. It's this one. And so she responds to the submissive women argument because I don't know if you remember Cam Newton and her actually sat across and had a conversation about this. Obvious why men love the idea of a submissive woman. Submissive per its definition is ready to conform to the authority or will of others. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get ahead of yourself, Bundle Brittany. Uh, yes, conform under the authority of someone else who is protecting, providing, and leading. Yes, you forgot that part out, but we'll continue. The prefix sub means under. Think. I don't know if you know how missionary works, but you are under. Of subpar. Submarine. In short, your world is under his. Now there seems to be a theme here. Good girls versus bad girls. A lock that can be opened with many keys is a broken lock. And if you can't submit to a man, you're going to die alone. So my question to men is, do you want perfect Polly? A puppet? A prisoner or a partner who has no problem overtly challenging you. King treatment and knowing your partner's love languages, that's one thing. Being submissive is a whole nother thing. It's its own thing. If you find yourself abandoning your wants, needs, desires 
to make something work, I'm here to tell you it was never a match to begin with. All right, so this is a response here to this one right here. And so she said a couple of things that I want to point out on this one. Um, and she mentioned, uh, hold on for a second. Girls versus bad girls. A lock that can be opened. Wait. Submarine. And if you can't submit to a man. I had to remind myself. So my question to men is, oh. do you want perfect poly? This is the point right here. So she says, do you want perfect poly or do you want a woman who overtly challenges you? Holy, sh you talk about somebody that does not understand men. A man gets challenged every day of his life. I know, ladies, you don't understand, but many career women understand. I, I, I don't understand this. A man wakes up and it's a challenge. He gets challenged by other men. A man wakes up and he can get challenged in the middle of the damn grocery store. It could be on and popping. Just like that, his life could be threatened just like that for looking looking, um, looking at him wrong, looking at his woman, having the wrong clothes on, having the wrong colors on, claiming the wrong set. Many men are in danger just walking outside. It's a risk, number one. Number two, many men are challenged by politics at office, hierarchy, et cetera, et cetera. Men, it's tough being a man out here. It is very tough. You can lose your job just like that in your means of support and your means of supporting the woman that you want, your lifestyle, your career, just like that. Just like that. You can be drafted in the war. You're chilling between the eight years of 18 and 32. A war pops out. You can be drafted. I know this is ha hasn't happened in a long time, but this is the risk that we take in order to vote. We have to sign up for selective services. And if there had to be a draft, the years between 18 and 32, Boom, just like that. You could be shipped off the war. Women don't have to deal with any of those problems. So the world challenges us every single day. We get challenged every single day. Like that old goofball, that young dude, Bruno. He gets challenged just to look at a piece of piece of leaf. It's a challenge to him. It's no longer a challenge to me. I got money. Just talking to a woman is a challenge. You're, you're automatically considered a threat. You're automatically considered a predator. You're considered a violator, a rapist, an assaultist, and so forth and so on until proven innocent. So it's a challenge. So why would I come home to my girlfriend? Why would I come to home to my girlfriend or wife or partner or partner and want to be challenged overtly? I'm challenged all day long, ladies. I'm out of challenge. What I need you to, to do is lay down and not tell me what's on your mind. What exactly did he do to make you cry this time? Lay down. But many of you guys want to, as soon as I show up, you're like, ignite the crazy. All right, I'm going to challenge you overtly. I'm going to make you better. You make me better. You make me better. I don't want no damn challenge from you. I want 10 toes up. I don't want you faking me out like this. Your actions are based on a misunderstanding of how we have survived together. It is a contract. I thought you were going to tell me to like. <laughs> 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 I know. You did that intentionally. In return, oh my God. Fuck <laughs> you. I hate you. Go away. <laughs> <laughs>
So they're kind of childish, you know what I mean? They think that as soon as you get home or as soon as you get to them, oh, let's play games with you. Let's record you. Let's humiliate you. Let's play games. Let's challenge you. Let me test my rope. Let me test my limit. Let's shit test you. Nobody got time for that. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's challenge you. By the way, I have a poll up. Do men like women that will challenge them? In relationships, there's your chance to poll right there. Um, be honest. You don't have to go with the. I know people that watch me that don't agree. I know there's women throwing their votes. Do you like women that will? Do you like women that will challenge you, men? Do you like women that will marry you up? All right, here we go and challenge you and be better as a man. Do you want to be better as a man? All right, I'll make you better as a man. Hey, ladies, I got a question. Because I never say, you know what, ladies, this is what you should do. I never do that. I love you the way you are. I love you just the way you are. Go ahead and sell me. Be celibate. I'll buy a bit. Hey, by the way, I got in this situation, I'm often wondering, ladies, how do you make another person better? But you ain't got no job, Tommy. How do you make another person better? But you ain't better. <laughs> you sitting there low self-esteem buying self-help books you got incense crystals you're praying to all kind of gods and all you praying to everybody you can you having conversations and therapy you on mental health meds i'm gonna make you better mm. you ain't got no job tommy like you ain't a millionaire i can make a man a millionaire but you're not a millionaire <laughs> like somebody help me understand how in the world you're gonna make somebody else a millionaire but you ain't got no money. I got money. But you ain't better. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Like me, I'm not going to make you better, but I can put you in a better position. Uh, several better positions, like 10 toes up. <laughs> make it make sense. How you going to make me rich, but you broke? And it's to get them to your their belief systems. You know what I mean? Oh, sit down right now. What sign are you? I'm going to tell you what it is. And they get their cards. They be mixing up their cards. Here we go. I'm going to flip three cards down. You sitting around here, man. If you don't get this shit out of my face, I got stuff to do. Tell me your horoscope. Let me get your, what, what's your sign? Gemini. Oh boy. Gemini. Yeah. Oh, I know about those Gemini's. Here we go right here. Let me get my crystals. Throw these up in the air. Here we go. I'm going to flip three cards. One, two, three. Oh boy. <laughs> like if you don't get out of my face, how about this card? Uno in reverse. How about uh, pick four more cards? What is that called? Jesus. But that's what they depend on in life. That's what gets them through life. Not all of them. Enough of them. But, but what also is offensive to them is you wanting them to be perfect. Because they know they can't keep that game up. So instead of them saying, uh, instead of them wanting to be perfect, they'll say, I'll challenge you. Meaning, 
accept me for my flaws. And then therefore, then I can point out your flaws. But if they're perfect, like the step for housewives, if you're just joining me, we actually pulled this out. The step for housewife, the step for housewife aim for perfection. And thus gets criticized because they aim for perfection in order to please their man. Of course, you guys know how the movie went. And there's a woman right here saying, I want to be a step for wife. These are social skills that should be passed down and trained into women, right? You should be trained into this. It's a tough conversation. The poll right now is getting blasted. We'll go over to the PayPal. 96% of men or people in this poll said they prefer, uh, they don't prefer a woman that will challenge them relationships. Challenge means we have to have a lot of conversations, and I don't want to do that. It's going to go left. Where are we at here? Over here. Oh, boy. We got to catch up. Over here on the PayPal. Timon and Kevin Samuels saving my seat in the kingdom. Rest in peace. Don't forget to give your heart to cheese. Happy birthday, America. And that comes from Whitefish Pipes in the building. I like that name. All right. Um, Wait a minute. Pause. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout out to you, brothers, man. Hey, uh, we got a better life to live out here. Um. It's a weird world out here. Send me, shout out to, shout out to Mr. Baraka here. He says, uh, Yura, he says, Yuria, wa, Faha, Faraha. <laughs> Happy Independence Day from my, from my people in Uganda. Peace, quiet, and freedom. I know I butchered that. Shout out to my brothers in Uganda in the building, brothers. Those are our brothers, brothers. All right, in the building. All right, morning coffee, happy fourth to you. Ran into an avid Porsche owner last night. He told me he was coming back from a busted dating experience. LOL, the girl left after he was spending too much time with another 9-11 brother and didn't even get the talk. She was a psychiatrist. No, she was a psychologist, LOL. I said, stay away from them dumb dating apps. Listen to CGA. So he out there. So, uh, man, man, I tell you. It's more fun. I don't know, man. I, it's tough out there, but you guys will still chase. And he got a 9-11. Um, she's like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> psychologist. The single psychologist. Talk about a disaster. A <laughs> single, single psychologist. That's like a divorce marriage counselor. Divorce marriage counselor. She, I met, dude, I had a marriage counselor. She was divorced and she was remarrying. Hold up for a second. I know she knows what's going on. I'll listen to a divorced male marriage counselor, not a divorced female one. Coach, my best friend is getting married on Friday. Do you have any advice for him? Shout out from Sam Prince. Do I have any advice for him? Uh, yes, I do. This is the best piece of advice that you're going to get. The girl you're marrying is not the girl you will be married to. Just so the girl you're marrying is not the girl you will be married to. So just know that. Now, that's going to be a surprise to men. Once you marry her and you put that ring on her and her finger, the world, she's going to change, brothers. And she's not going to change for the better. OK, um, this is this is general. This is general. Most married men will admit this, but it's. It's going to be a rapski. 
So then you got to deal with who she is on the back end. And that's where you're going to have some trouble. You're going to be like, who is this person? Who is this? And then when she has a child, she's going to change like crazy, right? She's going to change. And I always instruct you of this is because she figures out what unconditional love is. She thought she knew what it is until she birthed a child. It's a big deal for having a woman have a body in front in, in, in their body, right? The child's going to love her unconditionally. It's going to depend on her unconditionally. She will, the child will take a front seat. You will take a back seat. And thus, then, the love that you're giving her will never compare to the love that the child gives her. This is why uh, people praying mantis uh, other men, like, right? This is why women praying mantis men, because, you know, the, somebody's got to go. So she'll see, she'll have the baby, and she was like, damn, this baby's everything. It's my everything. I've never had anything like this. And then she'll say, but you can go. I'll just keep the baby. This is the praying mantis. And it's because she's getting unconditional love like she's never gotten. All right. The next reason why it's not going to be why she's going to change is because the fantasy doesn't compare to the reality. Then there's real work in marriage. People don't want to hear this. And she's going to change as a result. Not only that, she changes because you married her at 24. Now she's 34. Completely different person. Every woman can understand. Uh, ladies, if you're listening to me and you don't agree, can you agree to this? If you're over 35 or over 40 and you're listening to me, I'm going to always ask you this. Would you take advice today as a 40-year-old woman, as a 35-year-old woman today, would you take advice from the 24-year-old version of yourself today? Would you take life advice from the 24-year-old version of yourself? The answer 90% of the time would be absolutely not. They wouldn't even listen. They would call that woman young and dumb. She didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know, understand who she was. She was misguided, undecided. They wouldn't do it. And this is a hint for you guys. The hint is for you guys to understand that the woman that you'll see at 40 and at 35 will be remarkably different than the 24-year-old version of the woman you married. And then when you realize that, and your life is on the line, and all of your benefits are on the line, and your retirement is on the line, and then she changes into the woman that she's going to become, it's not the woman that you married. Mm. Period. All right, getting back to these contributions. Uh, 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 let's see if I can say his name here. We call it Robert Harley says, happy fourth. Coach gang, coach, i like to hear you give a breakdown on a Pastor Dowell's interview with Dr. Gina Murray on submission in polygyny, including what she thinks of her husband having concubines and background on them. It's on YouTube. Love you, coach, in peace. All right, I'm going to have to pull that up. I like Pastor Dowell. Shout out to Pastor Dowell in the building. All right, um, if you don't know about Pastor Dowell, you better know about him. Uh, let me see. Who was the girl's name? Dr. Gina Murray. Gina Murray. I'll look it up. Perhaps tomorrow we might run a stream on that one and polygyny. So I love those conversations about polygyny because a lot of women are saying, I'll never be in a polygynous relationship. Monogamy only, despite the fact that she's had a hundred different partners. She's basically has been living polygynous lifestyle. If you've been cheated on, ladies, you've been in polygyny. <laughs> oh boy, we got some longer. If you've been... um. If you if you've been cheated on, if you've been if you're cheating on the man, you've been in polygyny. If you dated a married man, polygyny. I mean, you've been living in concubines, harem, and polygyny more than monogamy. And monogamy is a myth, overwhelmingly, for ninety percent of Americans. 
and the international coach game. Monogamy is a flat mill. Uh, Neil Armstrong, shout out to Neil Armstrong in the building. Boy, we moving up. He says, I'm 21 and I have a girlfriend from 2017. Mm. Let me do the math here. You're 21. Shout out to you for the super chat. And you had a girlfriend for five years. Wait, it's 2020. Yeah, that's going to be five years. So that would take you down to age 17 or 16. 16, 21. Uh, Neil, you have not had a girlfriend yet, but I just want to let you know. You had a plaything. <laughs> All right. You've been practicing. So I said, puppy love. You've been practicing. Hey, men at 21 should not have long-term ass relationships no more. Unless you live somewhere in, in, in Nebraska, Tupelo, Mississippi. Let's get down to what's going on with this brother, though. Uh, okay, listen, because people are like, come on, coach, you're killing him. No, 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 I'm instructing him. I want everybody right now, <laughs> everybody over the age of 25, go Go to your board right now. Go to your piece of paper. Write down the person you were with at age 16. Write down that person. And then I want you to tell me who's still with that same person today for at least past the age of 22. Who's still with this person? All right, I'll do one better. Write down the person you're with, you were with at age 21. If you can remember their name, you're 21. You were 21. Write her name down. Now, however old you are now, write down if you're still with that person right now. Mm. <laughs> Probably zero. All right, but let's go back. I know we were just making fun of the guy. He has a legit question. He has a legit question or answer. He says her entire family loves me. And they always chastise her whenever she does something she's not supposed to do. Just wanted to say that if you are not in this situation like this, don't get married. All right, so he's wise. He says, I realize that having good social influence surrounding the marriage is the only good, uh, only way marriage works. I love your content. Shout out from the coach game from Jamaica in the building. Shout out to you, Neil Armstrong. He's in Jamaica. All right, um, in this situation here, the family's doing something very smart. I'm going to tell you what they're doing. Uh, what they're doing is, and I'm going to end the poll uh, up here. What they're doing is making sure that the girlfriend doesn't fumble the bag. Okay. Families are smart. Traditional families. I don't know how traditional it is out in the islands. But, you know, the islands are... I wouldn't consider first world, right? They're, 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 they need tourism and, you know, it's tough out there, struggle. With that being said, they need to pass off that woman to you. They need to make sure she doesn't ruin it. Why? Because, because, because if she ruins it, she ain't getting nobody else. Right? If she ruins it, she gets nobody else. She's back there, and the family has to support her. So this is how it used to be. Because I'm assuming in Jamaica, she doesn't have the i she doesn't have the ability to be like I'm a bad bitch. You know, and I'm supporting myself, and I got my own house and car. 
like that's probably not a dream of Jamaican women, right? They probably still need a, some sort of balance in need of the other partner in some sort of way, financially or at least in a relationship. So if she messes that up and her family knows, they looking at her like, bro, don't fumble it. Because what she wants to do is oh, she wants to experiment. She wants to go out there. Maybe I could find the perfect mate. Ladies, you're probably the best mate that you've ever found in your life. You were probably 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, or 21. Mm. Like, that was the man for you. And you went out there, but I'm a bad bitch. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to find me a man. She's dating down. This man ain't got nothing. He only, he living with his roommates. He living with his mama. He ain't the random. He uh, level up. What, what is he says? Uh, potential. Potential. Now, nah, I'm going to go find me a man. And so then you dated older men. You dated dude with Cadillac Escalades and trail uh spree rail rims and you date a dude with his own apartment and dudes engineer doctors and then for the next 10 years you got tossed you got tossed like a salad for the next 10 years i still i'm holding out hope i'm gonna find my romance i'm gonna find my man i know there's a man out here for me i'm gonna go get me one i know that i'm getting older and wiser i could challenge a man and then guess what? It's over for you. Then you're like, I can do bad all by myself. I done got cheated on. Every man that you, you look at like this one right here, right here. This is this is what you sound like after getting because you met the, you met your man, but you he was a lame, he was goofy, he wasn't the man he needed to be. You could have made him better, you could have made him a millionaire, but you didn't. And now you sound like this woman right here. I'm almost 26 years old and I live alone. Have no friends, never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in. And life is just really lonely. Just another holiday, I'm by myself. And then you go on Facebook, and then you post up there another holiday all by myself. It's the 4th of July. I sure would love to go to a concert in the park. I sure would love to go see fireworks pop off with somebody, the love of my life. But, you know, men won't approach anymore. Not even black men. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like. People say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you, is not hard. I can go on these apps, clearly, and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that, like, is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And... It's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Hey, so ladies, let me tell you, let me tell you, I know I'm not trying to counsel the ladies here. I'm going to show you when the man of your dreams was in your life. And, and shout out to our brother, Neil Armstrong. You reminded me of this. The man you were supposed to marry, the man of your dreams was about at this point in your life. Uh, yeah. oh. You don't want to be with nobody else but you, baby. Be quiet, man. Okay, I'm trying to start them off. Shit. 
So you see the look on her face. She's like, ah, I'm going to get stomped down on the yard. I'm getting ran through by football players. I can't wait to go to college. Uh-uh, no, I'm going to be free out here. But then this dude showed up. <laughs> and look at the look on her face. See, this age is where you were in your prime and you had the man of your life, but you fumbled it. And now you went an extra 25 years trying to find the man of your life. And this goofball, this simp, because he had nothing and he was ready to give you all of nothing and build with you and give you a promise, but you went to Michigan State. Oh. You don't want to be with nobody else but you, baby. Be quiet, okay, I'm trying to start them off. Shit. But you. You're going to be faithful. You're not going to break us up. And it's just. Look at my ass, ring. baby. That's it's true. Promise ring. Come on. You see that lazy ass hug? She went down there. She was like, and the train was like, choo choo, chicka 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 choo choo. See, ladies and gentlemen. When a man is ready and he's young like that and he knows he got no options or nothing like that, he gives you his all, all or nothing. He's like, I'll give you a promise ring. I'll give you anything. He went down. He makes 15. He makes $1,200 a month working at Best Buy. And he went and he bought an $800 ring. And he got his mama. What should I do, mama? I love this woman. I loved it, her. And then the girl, the mama's like, Boy, you better put a promise ring on it. All right, I go out. He ran out there, got an $800. He spent his whole month's salary. And he got no leverage. You the one for me. You're the one for me. Dun, 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 dun. And then he gave you all of everything. But she's like, man, he, just, he ain't got no Latrell Sprewells. He ain't got his own apartment. He ain't got two pair of Jordans. He a dusty, dirty, broke. Ninja, all right. I'm going to go get me a real man. I'm about to level up, level up, level up. I'm about to level up. I'm about to go out there. 15 years later, choo 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 choo. And then she's sitting there like this. Hi guys, like I'm so sad right now because I just came to like a realization. These past few days have been so hard for me because like. You know how men say that women have toxic feminism and like you'll get to a certain age and like no one will want to marry you and no one will love you. Like, I feel like I've gotten to that point, guys. Like I was so hung on to this feminism thing and I missed out on marriage and on children. And now like I'm at a point in my life where like I'm so bitter. I'm so jealous of people who have marriages because they are so happy and their husbands don't even cheat on them. And like men are just the best, you know, like right now is when I'm realizing like I can't do without them. And right now I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> How come every background always tells the Jasmine Brown had the rooster? Cuckoo! 
the, the, the college boy had the train in the background, and this one got a rooster in the background. The background always tell. And so, yeah, man, it's it's a real world out here. But we, we got to do what we got to do. This is why the free agent lifestyle is the most best. It's the best thing that happened to men in a long time. The best thing that happened to men in a long time. All right, I got to catch up over here. I'm going to get everybody. Hold on, brothers. All right, we got Neil Armstrong right there. Let me go over to Cash is app in the building. The background always be telling on them. Uh, uh, just like if you have a, a, a woman that has a dog. And then, you know, you know, you date them Kayleys. You come over, the dog come up <laughs> licking on you. Thinking you the last man, Kaylee's like, oh, you know what? I haven't had a friend here in a long time. I haven't had the dog looking at her like, ruh row. The dog looking at Kaylee like, what? Dexter was just here last night. <laughs> the dog will tell on you. Shout out to Jose V in the building. He says, happy birthday, America. Hey, America. Hey, you guys better appreciate the Independence Days you're having because there's not that many left. Hey, I meant this one. Shout out to John says, first time catching you live. Appreciate everything. Thank you, John, in the building. Thank you, John. Dear John, Jose V says, Newsom is effing shameless. Ha ha. For real, man. You knew, come to California where it's free. People are leaving California fleeing. I mean, come on, man. They're shameless, boy. I tell you, man. Hey, I put up a post about talking about communism, winning World War II. All right, people went in there. It's like, you don't know what you're talking about. The communists were on the same side. The allies, Russia was on the same side. I was like, dummy. The the entire U.S. wasn't even in the war for years before they even got into it with Japan. But then, listen, the lesser of two evils. Who are you going to choose, Hitler or Stalin? All right, let's go with Stalin. Hitler's just spreading across Europe like crazy. We got to put it into all that. And it's kind of like the lesser of two evils. By the way, if you look up the amount of people that Stalin deleted versus H-I-T-L-E-R deleted. Stalin was like two times, if not three times worse than the person in Germany. And they were on our side, okay? Mm. Not only that, it was their war to begin with over there in Europe. It was their war. The brown shirts came over there. They were against fascism. Uh, the communists wanted to run their regime over there, protect what they had over there. It was their war. Had nothing to do with democracy. But Coach Alini over here uh, is trying to warn you guys. And they're like, you, there's no communism over here. <laughs> what? In America? Oh, boy. Stalin, Stalin was on the American side in World War II, and he was 10 times worse than who they were putting out the fire over there. Right? But that's neither here or there. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if you guys missed that part of history. <laughs> He was literally on our side. So if you think about it, it was their war to begin with. All right. They were trying to put out fascism and the spread of Germany over there. And then we teamed up with him to stop Germany and the spread of fascism. And then as a result, the end of the, the, end of the deciding part was the communists won. And they came over to America. I don't know if you know, after that, they came, they, a lot of them came over to America. After the end of World War II, which was kind of like an agreement. Okay, you were on our side. Bring some of your people over here. But people don't remember that. People have no clue. It's history by CGA. Mm -hmm. right? You guys have no clue. 
many people over there that was um that, 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 that it scrambled over here and then they brought their influence and then the clip was let me see if i can play the clip the clip was just describing removing the authority figure from that particular point of history from that particular point the spread of what you would call marxism started as a long-term plan to infect and infest united states anyway And people, people don't think there's anything related to Marxism in America going on right now. I hate to talk about this because then people are like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about the Cold War. No, I'm talking about World War II. Okay, uh, people are like, there's nothing communist. There's nothing Marxist about America. You literally gave $90 million. You gave $90 million to a, cor- to a corporation that claim to be Marxist-oriented. Am I tripping? Not only that, you have censorship going crazy. You have people overtly claiming to be Marxist and getting money. What am I talking about here? Where's BLM? I look at people, I'm like, did you go to public school or what? You guys gave BLM $90 million. And they were like, we're well, hold on for a second. Let me get the exact quote. I know we're just BSing today. Happy Fourth of July, BLM. According to them, says right here. Oh, hold on for a second. Oh, oh, here we go. Right here. Oh, okay. I get look. I can't find it. That's that's a book. I'm trying to find their philosophy. They deleted it. They deleted it off there. They deleted it off their website right here. Of course, this is this is not the site that I want. But anyway, this is not what the site. But they claim to be a Marxist organization trained in Marxism. I mean, everybody knows this, right? And the community and the community essentially have been adopting the lifestyle of or the teachings of of Karl Marx. I don't know if you guys know all of this stuff. There's a YouTube in which she, she says it. There's a YouTube video. I want to prove it now because now I cannot say it and then not prove it. All right, BLM trained Marxists. But a lot of times they can do it here. Oh, here we go right here. Oh, no, I can't do it. Oh, right, here we go right here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Here it is right here. Let me go right there. There she is. There's a $90 million woman right here. All right, I'll pull it up. And so... That the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might, um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists. Oh, did you hear that? The sisters, sister, this is Patrice Colors. Um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think, and so where where does this stem from? This stems from, I mean, the 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 World War II uh, mindset, defeatism in World War II. These people were trained by college professors. That pro- if you think of a college professor, do you think of a college professor being democratic and promoting democracy in America, or do you think of them training the next generation of who? Is that we actually do have an ideological frame? Um, myself 
and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, Here it is. We uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. She said it. He said, watch it. They coming for you. I, that video's on YouTube. That video's on YouTube. This is what we're talking about. But it, that's neither here nor there. If you don't want to admit it, I get it. But if you want to be in ignorance, it is what it is. So shout out to those. <laughs> Somebody said, Mammy, y'all cold. Y'all cold. It's, it's infecting. The, and the guys, they've been doing this along the way. So. Uh, the whole point of the video was you're the boogeyman, I'm the boogeyman. And we fight over division, which the division is created. The chaos is created through this ideology to basically weaken and destroy because you can't do it with bombs. You can't do it with war and foot soldiers anymore. So you have to get into the public school. All right. You have to get into the indoctrination. You got to get into the universities. And they did this over a period of time. It is what it is. Guys, everybody could see it. But the people that don't want to see it, I don't know what to tell you. All right, look. Uh, cash apps. Shut my, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, we're going to call you Tevlin. Not Tevin. Tevlin B. He says, for the coach girls to spit, split up, I got you. For the coach girls to split up, I got you, CGA. All right, I'm not sure what that means. All right, but we're going to let them junior girls split up. Uh, Delta Fox says might be dating a lawyer. She has a high body count. Oh man. Lawyers, um, also social climbers. Be careful out there, gentlemen. If they're young. Okay. If they're older, it's you're taking a gamble. Brandon says she's West Indian. You're right, coach. Hey, shout out to the West Indian chicks. I could see it coming. I know I could look physically at a person and say, are they American or are they? Uh, a generation removed from uh, from not being American. I can look at them. I can see if it's just this, if they have a collarbone, I'm like, they're not American. And I'm not saying because they're obese, but I said our culture doesn't promote that type of woman. Our culture. <laughs> they promote what? Heftier, thicker, rounder, roundier type woman, right? Uh, she wouldn't have survived 30 years, she wouldn't have survived 30 years in the community with collarbones. They would have fattened her up overnight. The jealousy, you know what I mean? The jealousy, you girl, you need to eat something. You need to eat something. Here's some biscuits and gravy. You know what I mean? Girl, go eat something. You know why? Because they, she going to take all the men. You need to eat some of this hog mogs and you need to eat all of this boudin. Eat, girl, eat. You need to put some meat on your bone. And so they fatten them up. You know what I mean? This the one of the worst things you could be as a woman in the community is skinny. <laughs> if you skinny, they're gonna have it out for you. Girl, look at you. You uh you you 85 pounds soaking wet. You need to put some meat on your bones. You nasty brothers would be like, look at you. Oh no, you flat backed it. So they start putting you on the Popeye's chicken diet. You need to eat a couple of these chicken sandwiches and then that'll fatten you up. You'll find a man in no time flat. You know, you'll find a pookie in no time flat. Stay skinny. Don't let them trick you. Stay skinny. 
<laughs> uh, Bob and Zero Fallout says she has she has a past. Now she's repackaging herself. I'm assuming you're talking about that one sister named Jasmine Brown. Who is she dated? I, you guys know, man. Hey, look, good girls don't get to 33. They can be reformed, but they can't be. They guys don't don't fool yourself. They can't be good girls. If they are good, then let them sign away their rights to everything that you own. Shout out to Simon Small. Happy 4th of July, Coach Gang, in the building. Ahmad says, actually, South, uh, Southern U, is it Southern Louisiana? Or Southern Louisiana, Ninja Watcher. Thank you, sir. I think I said Mississippi. Them brothers from Louisiana in the building. Shout out to everybody in Louisiana sitting this one out. It upsets me that the... Black XXs always call us ninjas. I'm actually very uncomfortable with that, too. It's a word that I rarely used anymore. I don't call other brothers the N-word anymore. I used to when I was younger. I used to use that all the time, but uh, not anymore. And I cannot stand when women use that on me. I cannot understand. There's nothing more of a quality that says you're a low-quality woman than to call another black man the N-word. I mean, that is distasteful and disgraceful. And if he loves you, he's going to understand it. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. It, 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 that's a full disclosure. She has no idea. She's living in a, that's full disclosure. She's living in a small world. And people who live in small worlds, I can't stand. All right, shout out to Jacob M. Says, I'm 26 and respectfully, coach. Not me, coach. He says, not me. And that's you. <laughs> he says, it ain't me. Appreciate you, man. Hey, he like, I'm clapping cheeks out here. Derek J., he says, your uplifting message is very much needed today. Thank you, brother, man. I appreciate you. And I'm out here trying to help the brothers. Ladies, I'm trying to help y'all get some good men out here. I'm trying to help y'all. I'm telling the men, go get their money, focus on their life. All right, leave y'all straggle-daggles alone. I'm trying to tell them. And I'll tell them to go buy a bit at the junior college, get it out their system, get that venom out. You know, don't impregnate women. I always hold them accountable. Don't impregnate these women out here. No kids outside of marriage. And then I tell these men, once you get to where you need to go, look back at all the available women out there and realize that there's not much left all right now <laughs> look back and go see when you finally make something of yourself you'll go to tinder and you'll be like oh hell no mm. not even on my worst day will i go back on tinder see when you down bad when you're down bad i'm just letting you know guys i've been down bad <laughs> when you're down bad, you will do unspeakable things. You will appear in public with somebody you have no business in public with. I see this all the time. And it be brothers all the time. Brothers be out there, and I be looking at the brother going, you know damn well you don't need to be out with this person. You ain't good shape. You got a life. You know what I mean? You got a future. The person you're with don't got no future. Not a future worth speaking about. The future is you. You the plan. You the upgrade. 
you know, the ladies would be like, I want a man that does this and he needs to do that. And I'm used to men doing this and that. And I date high Gellerman men, but she's sitting across from you right now. Just know she's in a position of no leverage. You're the best thing that's going for her right now. Matter of fact, you're the only one that has taken her out in public in a long time. And I'm looking at the brother. Damn, you down bad. Listen, it's not a bad thing to be down bad. And I know some brothers, I like a preference coach. I like them with the big, I like them with the fat around the knees. Okay. You like what you like. You like big boning women, that's fine. All right, but will you treat her like a princess? Will you treat her like a queen? Probably not. All right, you like them sexually. You lust after them. You have a fetish for them. That's one. That's a different thing. Well, that's that's part of the nasty boys. You will bang her out behind closed doors and make sure she know. Yeah, you know, you'll never see the light of day in my presence. But when you down bad, and then you out here whining and dining them, you out here doing this and that, and I know that's not the woman that you want. That's not the woman of your dreams. It's because you don't have options and leverage. You down bad. <laughs> but then when you actually uplift yourself, you build your self-esteem, you come back, you get a little bit of money in your pocket, gets a little bit of money in your pocket, you would never do that. you like, ooh. Now, you might get caught slipping every now and then. But after a while, you go, I, I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. And how do I get out of this position? Options and Leverage. Where's the woman had testified it at? Options and leverage. And that will leave 80% of women behind you. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. And I like the guys. Well, she buys me stuff, right? She buys me everything. And she get, get, put my likes up, man. Give me 1,500 likes. She buys me stuff. Ladies, if, if guys, if women are buying you stuff with they check, and we know out here, unless she's an executive, that check is small already. I, I just don't like living off women. I don't know oh, how she buys me stuff. I got three pair of Jordans. I got a PlayStation. I'll buy it all by myself just to not even appear in public with this woman. Do you want something? I'll cater to you. I'll buy you a PlayStation. I got enough money to buy my own PlayStation. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want no PlayStation from you. That means I got to have you sitting up under me sweating. You ever see those women? They got that. They got a lot of hair and they big boned and you put their head, your hand under their head. And it's like a damn oven back there. You like, whoa, it's hot up in here. Feet up all up, all up on my furniture, just smelling like corn nuts. Nah, she's sitting back chilling. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Yeah, man. Uh, down bad. Hey, I'm telling you, there's not a woman in the world that can buy me. I mean, there's, there's, let me see. There's very few women in this world that can buy me enough to get me to be loyal to her. I got, an, I got enough money to buy my own stuff. Now, what else you got? Most of them ain't got no money anyway. Like, what you make? $2,500 a month? Like, they'd be like, I'm making it out here. I got my Nissan Ultimate Payment. I got my house in Gardena and Artesia. I got my house in Cerritos, Inglewood. I got my house over in Hawthorne. 
that they inherited. That was their grandpapa house. All right, they got that house. They ain't no house payments on it. So all I got is my Nissan Altima payment. I'm doing good out here. I'm a medical assistant, and I buy you stuff, and I can afford to. I can afford it, man. You can't buy me nothing. <laughs> Ladies, there's not many of you that can buy me anything that I would be like, okay. I mean, I don't need for much now. What do I need? Oh, can you buy me a new microphone for my studio? I can get that for myself. What else do I need in the world? I could take you on a trip, a vacation. You know, yeah, it's always the big born girls. You can take me on a trip. I take you on a trip. I'll cater to you. When we get there, I'll let you grab all on my chunky knees. <laughs> right. You ever see that? The girl's like, I can uplift you. I can make you a millionaire. You go to her house. You go to her apartment complex. It got bars all on the window, bars on the door. Everything broken down. You open the doors. Creep. I'm like, ma'am, you need some WD-40 on this damn thing. How you going to make me a millionaire when you got Captain Crunch crumbs all in your damn carpet? How you going to make me a millionaire when you got cheese uh, puff Cheetos residue all on your hand-me-down sofa? How you going to help me become a millionaire when you live on top of the corner stove right now? <laughs> all right, hold on for a second. I just want to know these things. Ladies, you live on top of the corner stove. How you helping me? Like, what would you need to do? What, what kind of stuff would you need to do to help me? I can bring, or, or they start hitting you. All right, let me get to the rest of the Super Chats. All right, shout out to Zero Fallout. He says 70% of men tested, not the father, in Jamaica. Oh, is it that bad out there? Is paternity fraud that bad? 70%? Loud Pocket says, happy birthday, USA, USA, USA. Hey, like I said, enjoy as many 4th of July's as you can. Uh, did we used to have a sense of pride? I know this country's not perfect. I don't want to get started on that one because then y'all going to call me a shuffling Uncle Tom. You like America. See, that's some of that Marxism right there. We supposed to hate this country. Shit, ain't nothing like America. All right. Look at all the, look at all the foreigners that come into America. And they all here kicking your rear end. And they like, oh, you want to go back to where I'm from? Hell no. There's people that come to our country. They'll never go back to where their people are from. They'll be like, hell no. But you out here, man, this is this. America sucks. And if you like America, you are Uncle Tom. All right, here I, here I go. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'll take America over any of these damn countries, but I will go over to some of these other countries and bring Umfufu back. What have you done for me lately, coach? I got money. All right, some people going back. Y'all out of here, all right? Going back. And I, in other countries, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I couldn't even say what I said. I'd be throwing in the gulag, all right? I'd be throwing in the gulag anyway here. Shout out to Sam Boyd. He says, I'll eat up, I'll eat her up like the smoke wings. Ooh, you love them big bony girls. All right. Shout out to the big bony girls. Hey, man, there's a purpose for you out here. When was the last time? Okay, I won't talk about that because then they're going to say I'm a phobic and all of this stuff. Shout out to the big bony girls out there. Y'all need love too. All right. Y'all need love. The Jimmy ZTT, the barbecue popcorn baked chicken. 
is almost done. Happy fourth to the American coach gang. Happy Monday to the international coach gang. Rest in peace to T-Mon and KS in the building. Shout out to KS. All right, I heard he got honored at the BET Awards or something like that. I didn't see it. <laughs> all right, but um, all right, I didn't see it. But uh, congratulations if he did get his name mentioned. All right, man, boy, he came he came from the bottom. He started from the bottom. And they mentioned him on the BNT, BET Awards. Pro Mansplainer says, overweight girls and ugly girls get pregnant to prove to their friends and everybody else that they have had sags while also trying to lock down a high-value men. Yep. I don't know if you knew that as a tactic and strategy because a lot of times you will look at an unattractive woman and you'll be like, don't nobody want her. Well, as proof, she will carry around a child or two or three by different men. This is the this is the problem with with those type of people, right? Is that they'll be more likely to let him come inside, and um, they'll keep the baby, and then they'll come up. They'll be at Walmart, one baby in the cart, two baby in the cart, three snot nosed babies in the cart, and they'll walk around in they house shoes that are leaning to the side. Her feet are black underneath. I mean, black full of dirt because them house shoes got dirt, the same dirt she didn't put her foot in off of. And she'll walk around there like she a queen. And then you looking at her like, man, who in the world? But she's like, somebody hitting it. And I guarantee you, three muscular dudes hit that. Somebody got that. And she's like, this is my evidence right here that I'm wanted on the marketplace. You wanted on the sexual marketplace. But you not want it on the relationship marketplace. And then she'll take that in to trade that value in to say, look, here's my proof that I'm wanted. So here's the price. Everything's raised up. <laughs> All right. I raised the price on everybody. And it could be this is black women. I mean, all women do this. They keep babies. They're the ones that are going to keep babies as proof that they have value on the marketplace. It is a strategy, guys. It's not in the conscience, but it's a subconscious strategy. Shout out to Leonard P. Tree in the building. He said nothing. He had nothing to say but showing some love and support. Avery is in the building. What do you got to say, Avery? He says, Coach, the girl that sent me to the free agent lifestyle didn't want to give me any segs, and I believed that she was a virgin. And when it uh, was close to the second year of our relationship, I told her that I would give her until the second year for us to do it or I'm out. And he says in year two, she gave me the scissors and ended the relationship. Months later, she told me that it was because I gave her an ultimatum. That's why she ended it, which I thought think is manipulation. Was I, um, was I in the wrong? I thought I was putting my foot down and standing up for myself after thinking of self-deletion and literally begging for a little bit of peace leave. I was at the lowest I was as a man. I wonder how old you were. You needed to get that venom out. So was I the one who was in the wrong? After all, I want the honest truth. I was 20. I was 20 or 21 at the time. So essentially what she was getting was all of the benefits of your masculinity while exchanging nothing, right? She's exchanging nothing. And ladies, your time and your presence doesn't mean as much as our time and our presence. But you might think so. Uh, the, often the trade is sexual access, access to sex. That's what men are doing all of this work for. That's what we're doing anything for. So you were with her for two years or into the second year. She never gave you anything, but I'm sure you overly sent for her and you gave everything that you had in order to 
finally get to that. And she thought it still was not enough. I don't know if she was saying that you needed to marry her. I'm not sure you left that part out. But what you have to understand is at that age, you gave her everything you possibly could. And she traded back nothing. She traded nothing back. So in this situation, she could easily cut ties when it was time for her to do what? Give something. And if this is the context out of the context of marriage and spirituality and Christianity or what it is, she gave nothing back. And you gave as much as you possibly could. I, you waited a year too long, in my opinion. She invested nothing, so it was easy for her to walk away. And I don't know what else that she saw was a possibility that she could get out of you. But at that age, you're more likely to deal with this virgin issue. He's in Jamaica, by the way. He's not in America. So in America, she's probably not going to be a virgin. I don't know how it works in Jamaica. But you gave her your heart. You were the guy that was putting the promise ring on her. You were the guy jumping through hoops and hurdles, and she made no investment back. What do you do in that situation? Well, you have to cut. You have to give her the ultimatum. If this is not what we're going to do, or you're waiting for marriage, I, maybe she was made. I have no idea. But she gave nothing back to you as far as you're concerned. Women are like, I gave you time, and I met with you, and I rubbed your back. Rubbing my bag does not get the venom out. I need to get this venom out. <laughs> I need to get this venom out. That's what I need to get. And guys, how is it, how hard is it to believe that women are virgins today? Very hard to believe. Past the age of 17, highly unlikely. In today's world, let me see here. Women, sexual experience, my age. I actually did a video on this. Um, and I gave because this is what I do here. Here it is right here. Um, I did this for you guys, brothers. This is what I do here. Uh, the mean age of here it is. This is of American women, American women, American women. Shout out to American woman. Better let me be the mean age of sexual debut among American females is approximately age 17. That is, the, that is the mean age, the right in the middle. It's not the average age, but it's the mean age, right in the middle, 17. So by the time they hit 32 and 33, bro, by the time they hit 25, and this is the people, wild. Wow, these teenagers having sex? Teenagers have sex. All right, I don't know who has one right here. It says among, among females 15 to 24 years at interview, 15% had their first hetero uh peace leave intercourse before age 15 so this is the southern woman these are the southern women women from georgia atlanta you know uh savannah all of those places 15 okay before 15 15 percent okay what else are the statistics say? it says right here Increasing with each year to 54% by age 18. 54% by age 18. So that leaves, there's more women that have had it by age 18 that have not had it. Now, by the time you go 18 to 21, 18 to 21, so that's 15 to 18, 
you're already down to the the you're least likely to meet someone that hasn't that has. By the time you hit the eight of eighteen to twenty one, it's like this. Hi, my name is Haley. I'm a blonde. I have no tits. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cussed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. By the time you get to Arizona State years, college years, the junior college, 18 to 21, now you're gonna fall off. That got that's gotta be very low. I'm wondering if they have this particular thing here. Um what is this right here? Okay, interesting stuff here. They're talking about monogamous, serial monogamy. <laughs> Similarly, African American women and those with low education and low income levels have had a higher prevalence of serial monogamous relationships. African-American adults, young adults, and individuals with early age at sexual debut have been previously shown to have higher rates of concurrent sexual partners. <laughs> this is why you do research. Uh, it says right here, concurrent sexual partners. So uh, what did it say again? It says right here, concurrent sexual partnerships, which are sexual relationships with temporal overlap. Oh, boy, that's what I talk about right there. I say temporary sexual exclusivity. And it says temporal overlap may accelerate the spread of STI. Similarly, serial monogamous relationships may also increase the risk of uh, STIs. We talk about that overlapping. Uh, the three dates, when you're taking a woman out on three dates, she still has an ex. She still has a boyfriend. She still has something like that. And then you take her out. And then um, you, you take her out. And then what happens is then um, after date one, two, and three, as you're trying to, you know, escalate and touch and, and, and touch on her and you try to escalate, she still has somebody in the background. And she's weaning him off. And then she's going to wean you off. Your first couple of sexual experiences You'll be wearing a condom because she's still going rosky with her ex or she just previously went raw with her ex. As you're taking her around on date one, two and three. This 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 uh, overlap is called monogamy in America. <laughs> oh, she's being a good girl. And so while you get the condom sex for the first two or three or four times, uh, but by the fourth time when you she rips that Jimmy hat off, she already got rid of her ex. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, that's what happens in America. That's what happens in relationships. So you're sharing. You're sharing, right? Shout out to Jorge C. Shout out to you. I talked to you this weekend on coaching call. More coffee, CGA foldable, uh, junior college, falling on the lap. Get the barbecue going. Yes, indeed. Falling on the lap. And this is just the advantages of the economics out here. We're getting in and we're rounding we're rounding third base here. Jesus Ramirez, yo, coachy. Brittany ran through, is not submitting. He says, like when Stone Cold passed out from the sharpshooter and didn't tap. And the problem with submitting at her, her position is she can't anymore. She's already experienced uh, what you would call the carousel. She can't come back to submission unless she's tricking you. Harold L., why do men volunteer for this abuse? Everywhere, not Western. He says, King treatment is the bare minimum. Coach, these dudes have no idea what the world has to offer. I'm so grateful for my passport. Yes, indeed. Um, well, 
Yeah, most men don't know, and they settle. How many of you men settled before, and you realize, what was I doing? Show enough here, says Shalom Coach. Engineer here. Hopefully, I can become an engineer doctor someday. He says, went to Zambia in 2004 for the Habitat for Humanity trip. I was 28 years old, met a cool dude who was about 50 years old. He was trying to advise me, but I lost touch with him, and sadly, he says, 16 years later, I learned that he married a beautiful and lovely 21-year-old woman from the local Habitat Center who helped host the trip. They are still living happily here in the U.S. with several children, and everybody's going to call him a pervert, you cradle robber, you R. Kelly. Shout out to Show Enough. And hey, it's legal. <laughs> it's legal. How many things are you doing that are illegal? Well, just because it's illegal, just because it's legal, he shouldn't be doing it. He should know better. It's illegal. I'm sorry. It's legal. Anyway, Rockaway Rob says the Dems just announced the new liberal. No hiding their intentions. Wow. The new, he says the new, the liberal new world order. What is that what it's called? The liberal world order? Yeah, man, people, people, people really don't know what's going on here. I got to look that up. We are headed there. We are headed there, man. They're going to push for it. They're going to push for it, but people still don't see it. And I'm, it's okay. You don't got to see it my way. Avery comes up and follows up. He's the 21 year boy. Oh boy. It had nothing to do with religion. She lived with her mom and her mom flipped out when she found a hickey I put on her chest. She told me from the beginning, it was, he says, I wasn't going to get any stank, but I thought I could change her mind. So that's where you messed up. I believe she was a virgin because based on her, the inexperience, I remember there were some American guys that a friend of the mom was trying to set up for a marriage. And so she could live in the United States. I'm guessing she never wanted to live in Jamaica at all. Her sights were set on America. Okay. So you weren't good enough. I love you coach, but I would never live in America. My plan was always to make U.S. dollars living in Jamaica. The money goes far like that. Shout out to you on that one. So um, at least for her benefit, she told you you weren't getting any. And uh, yeah, uh, some people try to make it a game. I'm going to get her. I'm going to break her in. So she at least did tell you you wasn't going to get nothing. And I would have heeded those words. And what I would have done was this is what you guys got to do. Guys, you're non-monogamous creatures. I just got to let you guys know. But you're monogamous because you have no leverage. Understanding. I know this is talk that you don't want to hear. You're monogamous because you have no leverage. So, in essence, you got to claim one woman. You're a peasant. <laughs> you know, in the kingdoms, in the kingdoms, you know, when they, had, when they had kingdoms and chiefdoms and serfdoms and all that, they didn't have monogamy. Because they could pick whoever they wanted. They had concubines and harems and polygamous, polygynous relationships. They had leverage. They can be like, sit over there, queen. Let me go get this little girl over here that I, you know. But because you're one of the peasants below in these, uh, <laughs> in these societies, the peasants have to be monogamous. They have to depend on romance and love. Because this is the only way they're going to get anything. But a guy who has options, no. Yeah, the popper has no options. Um, The guys that have leverage, they know monogamy ain't going to work. 
unless they can trick a woman in believing he's going to be monogamous, which I think is a waste of time. I'm not going to lie to a woman like that. We could have something, but you ain't going to be the only one. Well, I'm not. My, 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 okay, good luck out there. All you're going to do is keep getting cheated on. You ever hear a woman, you tell her straight up, hey, look, I'm not monogamous. I ain't doing this faithful. Thing. Well, I deserve this. And I'm going to go out there and then she take her ass out there and get cheated on. I'm like, you're going to be non-monogamous whether you like it or not. Especially for a guy that has options. Your man's going to be non-monogamous whether you agree with it or not. That's basically how it works. But so we tell guys over here, and guys, it's not a moral issue. Monogamy is a new concept. It's a new concept. Uh, people think this is as old as time. Yeah, because your history starts at somewhere around 1982. All right. Anything that happened before 1982 is old. No, it's new. And it's for poor people, and it's for the peasants, and it's for the people who have no leverage. When you have leverage, this is something kind of KS was talking about. Well, um, he kind of explained it in a way I wouldn't have explained it, which means he's saying if you have, if you're a high value man, you get to cheat on your wife. That's not, I, I wouldn't have said it like that, but that's basically what he's saying. When you have leverage, you can basically have an understanding, okay, this is your role, but I will be going um, in over here to do my thing. And people have been doing this since the beginning of time. I've become non-monogamous for probably over a decade or so. And I chose to not do it. But it's not a moral issue unless you're a lukewarm Christian. And then I will tell you the, the lukewarms, if, if, you're so, if you're so believing in monogamy, do you believe in the scriptures of Ephesians 5? 22 to 25, in which says, now they want to hide. Now they they scrambling out all like, oh, wait, but what are you going to say here? Which says Ephesians 5 and 25 here, 522 to 25. Wife submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wife should submit in everything their husbands all right to their husbands husbands love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself for her y'all doing that nope y'all ain't doing none of that so i don't want to hear a damn thing about my morality i don't want to hear a damn thing about your monogamy that's a system you chose to live in because you don't have no options <laughs> Unless you're doing that, your morality is flawed. Period. Because y'all want to pick and choose and cherry pick on what scriptures y'all going to lead. So a lot of women are like, yeah, but monogamy, no, mon but monogamy was ordained by the Lord. So was submission by the Lord based on Ephesians right here, 5, 22 through 25. But you ain't doing that, are you? So where's your morality? Where's your morality? Yeah, somebody, they they go on the girls' nights out, y'all shaking tail. You guys um are dressing like um I, I've done the stream where I told you that prostitution stem no, dating stems from prostitution. What many of you guys think you're doing, uh, and, and what you're called dating is nothing but prostitution. And I proved it. Um, we use the Man Act, we use the standards of the 1990 uh 1900s, which basically said if they saw men taking strangers out to eat and buying them gifts and giving them money, 
Those were all acts of prostitution, but you guys call that dating now. You meet a stranger and you take them out. That would be prostitution. You would never do anything like that. You would court. Actually, it was almost against the law for a person to do something like that. They'd round your ass up and arrest you. But you've been trained and indoctrinated that dating and fantasy is the way you're going to achieve your spouse or your damn romantic partners. How many times have you done that? How many times have you dated somebody and only had a relationship fail? Okay. Here it is. The reason why men and women are frustrated with dating is because many women have adopted a prostitution's mindset, meaning, meaning they want to exchange of money and gifts. They want to be able to measure you up, et cetera, et cetera. But then they call this dating. It says right here, but men are afraid to say it. And many women don't realize that they're doing it. You guys are actually dressing the part now. Accepting money and gifts and meals and or meals is an act of prostitution, but it's called standards now. I want a man that be able to take me out to do this and do that. Well, that's basically going my the cost of my access is this. All right, might as well go straight to the Momo. Go check out my Twitter. It says right here, women that function as free streetwalkers in dress, style, and behavior, but increase their prices later on in life. What? Men have functioned, men have functioned as cheap tricks. The real tricks on the marketplace are men who date. Even if you cheap date, you're a trick. It says right here, men has functioned as cheap tricks and tried their best to pay as little as possible to get as much as they can, but they are still paying indirectly or directly. Trick. Well, I don't give the money to the woman's hands. You give it to the restaurant. You give it to the movie theater. You give it to the damn cologne shop. You give it to the Gucci belt shop. You give it to the shoe shop. You give it to the Jordan shop. You give it to the fresh to death shop. You give it to every damn body that, in, that keeps this charade of dating going. You give it to the flower shop, the chocolate candy shop, the teddy bear shop, the fair and the festival shop, the amusement park shop. You give it to every damn body. You might as well put it in the man's hand at this particular point. So you don't pay the girl directly. You pay the madam. You pay to everybody else. You pay the damn uh, romantic comedy theater. You pay every damn thing. So you guys are you guys are doing it wrong. I mean, if you really wanted a partner, you would court and you would do it at a young age and you will get your family involved. If you're not doing that, you're doing prostitution, mm. a.k.a. dating. That's what you're doing. If you're meeting strangers, despite the fact that you have met all the men you could possibly have met before the age of 26, or let me flip it to the men. If you're out here working as hard as you can to build yourself up, and then by 32, you marry somebody that has been out here on, on, on looking for a man, or at least had another man, or been divorced, or had another man's child, and those are your only options, what the hell are you doing? This is not dating. It's not dating. Y'all, I don't know. You're fooling yourself. Your bodies are basically tricking and she's turning tricks. <laughs> but she loved me, coach. Yeah, man. It is what it is. You guys can disagree if you want, by the way. You don't have to agree with this. But the proof is in the pudding. The statistics don't lie. You guys are failing out here. And while you're failing, <laughs> man, we got to get on with this show. Shout out to P. 
Rainey in the building. Shout out to you, says appreciate you. All right. Eric C says, please stop, coach. I'm crying, laughing. Jesus. I was in the building. I believe you said right there. Lucifer says, facts, coach. Keep these chicks broke. <laughs> Keep them broke. Keep them broke. Well, they they break themselves off. Guys, it's expensive to be a lady, man, or a woman. Robert P. Elliott, how I paid $60,000 uh, in divorce fees video needed ASAP. Oh, boy. 60K. And I got off easily, guys. I got off easy. But you never want to pay 60K in divorce fees, opportunities, costs, distractions related to marriage and divorce. We didn't even get into the meat and potatoes of the whole thing, but we're going to end it off here. Um, shout out to everybody that I gave free support to, meaning Black Lives Matters and their Marxist agenda that they admit to. Shout out to the history lessons, CGA history lessons, Adriana Insurance. <laughs> uh, I gave free sponsorship to Stepford Wives movies. I always give free sponsorship to movies. Jasmine Rice, Jasmine Brown, uh, the girl, what is that girl's name? Brittany Renner, submissive woman. The submissive woman, Brittany Renner. There she is right there. I'll never submit. Well, when you operate in the spirit of Jezebel, you never will submit. You'll never have any reason to submit. You can continue to go out there. But when age creeps up on you, it's all right. Shout out to the brother. That was the young brother out here trying to call me too old to be out here. He thinks 40 years old uh, guys are going to be impotent. Don't, don't, desi don't desire sex. <laughs> all right. Shout out to that brother out there. We had to educate him. You reach, I teach. There's no offended over here. Yeah, Bruno Mars. Bruno no Mars. We're going to be grilling in the building, man. Enjoy your corn on the cob. Enjoy your picnic. Enjoy your potato salad that your old, your old auntie made when she got them gremlin fingers and them long nails. And she put all that damn seasoned salt in there. And she's stirring up all that mayonnaise for the potato salad. She didn't let the potato salad out for two days. Shout out to old auntie over there. And shout out to Uncle Earl. Be safe out there. Be safe with the fireworks. Keep all your limbs. Shout out to the coach gang. And let me make sure I got all the cash apps out of here. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Oh, we got a couple more. Uh, Kobe Lost Son says, 27-year-old CDL driver, hard to ignore my foot fetish. Woo! Ladies had them pretty feet. Had them pretty feet. Sun Lee Rising says, thanks, coach. Rebuke them, Eli. Shout out to you, Elijah. We operate in the spirit of Elijah. And shout out to Kite. We're going to call you Kobe's Lost Son. We're going to give you a, a sponsorship on that one. Hey, lady, feet, man. Hey, feet. Got to keep pretty feet, man. I'm in the defeats. You got to have them feet out today. All right. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here, brothers. We'll leave you with this one. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out